Testing, testing. Can you see my voice? Yes. Because we're not using microphones. <laughs> the ongoing joke. <laughs> Hi, everybody. There's a theme. There is a theme. There's the theme many, is... many a theme. There, that's the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Our theme is themes. <laughs> Welcome. Is themes. Welcome. Welcome to Four for Gore. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Yes. To... I'm going to say it right out the gate. What? Episode 10. Oh, I totally, I didn't forget. I okay, forgot. good. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, you didn't. Didn't. Episode 10. Right? Did you ever think we'd get here? No. Me neither. Never. Not with all of our technological issues and frustrations and, and it, you know, problems and uh, screaming and crying and yeah, yeah, being just, busy, having emotional meltdowns. That's just me. Having a life outside of this podcast that we're like, oh, we have to do that too? Yeah. Yeah. I never thought we'd get here. No. We never. have some stick to We do. I'm yeah. very... High five. High five. Look at my elbow. Oh, I did. <laughs> Everyone hear that? So proud of you. Should have seen it. It was really good. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> we did a really good job. And I also just want to call out your shirt, but I won't talk about it yet. But oh. just know that Jill's wearing a really, really awesome, fantabulous shirt that if you know what today's episode is, you might have a guess. Okay. You'll have to check out our Instagram. Yes. Take a picture of my buzzies. Yes. And put it on there. <laughs> it's a t-shirt. It's, it's just a t-shirt. <laughs> No buzzies. We're not, we're not going to do the buzzies. Don't worry. We don't need to be flagged. Um, but anyways. Yeah. So, episode 10, but let's get into, have you been? What's new? What's happening? Because I haven't talked to you. And it's been, we haven't been chatting much lately because we've both know. been freaking busy. We have been busy. Mm-hmm. Me, like, not wanting to be busy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I get, I, understand I get bogged. I get freaked out. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I haven't seen you since the recording of Paranormal Activity episode. Yes. Um, which has gotten a lot of traffic. So yes, thank it you again. Awesome. That that one's like really uh Yeah, that one's picked up real yeah. fast. Yeah. And now I can't sleep at night. So it's no. been really good. I have I had to sleep at Crystal and Jordan's that night. That was yeah. fun. That was a great time by myself. Sounds yeah, awesome. That was so much fun. Um scared out of my mind. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, so I did the dog sitting. Yeah. And then after the dog sitting, uh, a friend of ours came and stayed here for, for the week. Nice. Uh, it was awesome having her. And she was a great house guest. She That's cleaned up good. after herself. She cooked dinner. She uh, she helped to do dishes one day when I told her not to, and she did it anyways. Um, she was fantastic. Got to hang out with her. Got to celebrate her birthday. Nice. Uh, little Dee Dee. Nice. Love her. And then my sister came the week right after, like right into like the, so Dee Dee left on Friday and then my sister from California came in on Saturday evening and then she left on Thursday. Holy crap. And, and not Thursday cause that would be today. Shit. What is today? Today's Thursday. She left Wednesday. She left yesterday. What? Excuse me. Yeah. Holy man. And then this is, this is, yeah, here we are. And now I'm here. And now you're here. I'm like, get the fuck yeah. out of my house. Everyone. I am so over it. No. <laughs> it's been great. It's been great having everybody here. It's you're been, it's been. Person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, so once a year we do this? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe every other year. Yeah. You guys don't need to come all the time. No. Maybe just go and stay away. Yeah. It's been busy. And then that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's not it. 30 days. 30 days for dun, dun, half dun, September, dun, April, dun, June, dun, and November. Is that it? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. Your wedding. My wedding. I always forget. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you're you always like, I'm not coming. I forgot. You're in it. I'm washing my hair that day. <laughs> so bad. It's really greasy. Are you going to also organize your shoes? I have to rearrange my shoes Make sure and my closets <laughs> and wash my hair and not come to your wedding. And not come to the wedding. You're like, I'm sorry. My boyfriend is pooping. <laughs> 
Your boyfriend is going to be the Pope. It's going to be so great. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Hashtag Pope-mobile. Um, that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. So, that's it. That's really odd. That's, yeah. Those mm -hmm. are my updates. Um, I feel like there was other stuff that I, you always get here and I want to talk about stuff. Yeah, then, you left it in the hallway. And I forget it by the time we start to record. Oh, that! So, we didn't talk about it. You had it up yeah, top. Yeah, I had it up top it, and then it disappeared and now yeah. it's gone forever. And yeah, that's it. Huh. That, I that's, think that's okay, the, too. Yeah, it is. I think that's the quickest updates that we've ever done. Yeah. Well, I didn't do mine yet. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm an <laughs> asshole. Just drink your purple pop. My purple pop. <laughs> purple pop. Just drink your purple pop. Blackberry bubbly. Uh, terrible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I finished uh, reading The Body. So that was the Stephen King short uh, that Stand By Me was adapted yes. from. And yes. it was wonderful. Was it? Yeah. Aww. Although it was really hard not to visualize Jerry O'Connell as Vern. We've had this conversation that I've never seen Stand By Me, so I'm... I know. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, I need to tell you. Yeah, I know what to expect. Super good book. Um, heartwarming, at times a little, you know, heart-wrenching. Good King Tale all over, yeah. anyway. Um, so then, I've been on, like, this reading of shorts kick. I saw that, yes. by the way. Uh -huh. So I started reading Haunted by Chuck Palahniuk. So what is, so what's this about? What is, you're going to tell me anyways. I'm excited to know. It's a collection of his short stories. Oh. Um, 23 of them in oh, this wow. book. Yeah, this is the guy that wrote Fight Club. <clears throat> oh, yeah. okay. Give you an idea how fucked up he is. Yep. Uh, in a good way. But I also read, um... A couple of his other books, Survivor, is really good. Choke is super good. And they made that into a movie with Sam Rockwell, who I love. Oh, I love Sam Rockwell. And Angelica um, Houston. I love her. Um, we Choke, I feel like I've, I've, I've probably seen, like, something about it. Because that sounds very familiar. It's super good. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. But I love the book as well. And then I read Snuff. That was good. Damned was, yeah, good. Beautiful You, I read most recently. It was kind of weird. Yeah. But I was, anyway, I'm listing these because I was thinking about how I jumped from Stephen, a Stephen King short, you know, short story-ish, <clears throat> a novella, if you will, yeah. right into a Chuck P collection of shorts. And I think that they're neck and neck for my most read authors. Wow. Yeah. Because I was sitting there cool. like, I've read a lot of Chuck. I've read a lot of Stephen. You've read a lot. I've read a lot of fucked up weird stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's why I'm weird. Please don't forget to take Gerald's game. Oh, I'm oh, so God. excited yeah. to read that. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Please. Oh, writing it down. Gerald's Maybe I'll see game. it later. Gerald's game. If I don't, if I don't uh, write it down. Okay. But I've taken like a big break from biographies <clears throat> and the usual like quote nonfiction stuff I've yeah. read for a long time. But yeah, it's been fun. But yeah. the book uh, Haunted, I just started it, and I'm only a, like two stories in. Okay. And the first one I read was. Um, I almost vomited in bed. Oh. Uh, that was, sounds really <laughs> pleasant. I, I was audibly gagging at this oh. story. And it's all about um, cringeworthy alone time fun stuff. What? Yeah, dude. Ugh. It's so bad. I don't even want to know. I, Maybe I, I'll tell you offline. Yeah, offline. Let's But there's not. a part that includes a pool filter. But anyway. What? That you have, Hold on. I'm writing this down. Pool <laughs> filter. Uh, because if I don't, because now it's piquing my interest, and now I have to know, and if you gag later, it's your own fault for bringing it up to begin with. Your butt will never feel the same again. What? So anyway. Jesus. Those were all the catch-ups that I had. 
face. To bring the face I'm making. Okay. <laughs> to bring to the table. Okay. <laughs> so I'll keep you posted. That's good. Yeah. Let me know. I'm, I'm always, it's, it's always interesting to know what you're getting yourself into um, on, on the reading side of things because I don't. <laughs> I just don't. I don't have the hey, time. You listened really hard to Geralt's. Game. I did listen really hard. I even listened to it while I was painting my railing outside. Did you guys know that? Whenever you can listen to a book on tape, you can just listen and do things at the same time. It was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it was great. And Dave was like, "What the fuck are you listening to?" And I was like, "I'm listening to Gerald's game." And he was just like, "What are they talking? What are they talking about?" And I was like, "You know." He's like, "Oh yeah, I keep forgetting. It's like Stephen King." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it's gonna have some weird shit in it." So yeah. yeah. Maybe he yeah. would have recognized it right away if you had pronounced it correctly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Uh, that's great. So, that's good. I'm excited to hear how the rest of it goes. Oh, oh. and then real quickly. Yes. Because you talked about your relation. So, I'll talk yes. about mine really fast. But I had brought it up a while ago. We're going on our tiny cabin adventure this weekend. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. tomorrow. Very exciting. I'm going to eat some fucking s'mores. Yes. Oh my gosh. S'mores are so good. And I almost fell off my balcony yesterday because a hornet chased me out of <laughs> out of my fern. <laughs> and I swear to God, <laughs> I know that like the whole weekend is just going to be me trying to avoid bees. And bears. <laughs> and I already said that too. I was like, if I open my ceiling to floor window, window. length window and there's a bear voyeur looking in it. <laughs> myself. Oh my god. And ruin the whole you'll anniversary be, you'll, vibe. You'll be fine. It's gonna be great. You guys have so much fun. We're gonna play dominoes and stare into each other's eyes. Update also on my side because you mentioned little trips and anniversaries and such. Yes. So I had planned a mini moon because for those of you that have been following or know or know anything that's going on in the pandemic understand that some people are having mini weddings and then celebrating big the following year which is what we're doing. But I also thought we need to have some type of like a little tiny getaway mm -hmm. after we get married. Nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. Not going away on a private island on a private jet kind of thing. Um, I don't know who does that. But anyways. Mine's so, happening next fall. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. Anyways. But so I thought, well, we'll go to Philly. Mm -hmm. And I already told Dave this. So he, I ruined the surprise because I was like, do you want to know where you're going? Do you want to know where you're going? Because I already uh -huh. booked an Airbnb and all that other fun stuff. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, go ahead. Tell me. And so I told him. And he's like, ooh. And it's normally like, yeah, let's go, because that's our place to go. Yeah. We've been there, like, multiple times, and we have some sentimental value, like, not value, but sentimental, like, memories that yeah. go along with Philly. And so I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, yeah, where are we staying? And I was like, possibly, like, in Rittenhouse Square, which is, like, this really nice, cute place with, like, shops and restaurants yeah. and coffee, coffee places and stuff. And he was like, uh, you know, with all, like, the... The riots and stuff. He's like, I don't know how crazy it is down there and, like, if those oh. shops are even open because last he saw there was, like, a lot of, like, uh, looting oh, and whatnot and stuff. No. So we might, we probably aren't going to do it just because he's going to check with his brother who lives down there just to see, like, what does he think. Right. We might keep it. Yeah. Um, Just for, you know, don't, there was a sense of going to a place that, like, half the stuff's closed, you can't do anything. Yeah, you I don't want to. Yeah. I know it's a pandemic, but things are sort of kind of opening up. <clears throat> depending on where you're at. And so, but then, okay, ready for this shit. No. So this just came up this, this week when my sister was visiting. Okay. And they invited us out to California for New Year's. 
Nice. And so I said to Dave, Dave's like, which would you rather do? Yeah. He's like, would you much rather go to Philly for like a little weekend? He's like, or would you go to California? But we would be in Palm Springs. Oh my gosh. And I've never been. I've That's never awesome. been like that, like mm-hmm. warm technically before. Right. And so, uh, me in that direction, I've been warm. <laughs> I, just, I was like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I'd have probably you, you you literally been living under a rock. Um, <laughs> no, they're warm under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. Anyways, so uh, we might we might do that. So that's that'll awesome. be that'll be fun. So we'll see. I'm trying to work out the logistics, work wise, and everything. All that fun. That's always like the one thing that you have to do. Right. But yeah, you mentioned trip, and I was like, holy shit, that did just get brought up, and I'm super excited. So yeah. Philly might get canceled as much as I'd love to go there because I do love it. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah, that's it's something to look forward to still. Yeah. And. Um, I'll let you know how Tiny Cabin is, because if you guys ever want to do, you know, and that you guys go, nice. and then we secretly book the one next to you and ruin your weekend. Maybe we could do that. Maybe you could be the voyeurs. Ooh. <laughs> you know I would. <laughs> I know, You're too. a slight rapping on your big window. I don't like shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Always. That's great. Or I'll just put a cup against it <laughs> and listen to your <laughs> talking. <laughs> just our, yeah, our conversation. <laughs> and okay so Just should we talk about what we're talking about yes so this episode is all about mr freddy krueger my man yes love so uh we're doing og the original uh versus the remake mm-hmm. so i will be I will, not, I will be i have covered the uh, no i will be covering i'm having a moment <laughs> colleen's the og <laughs> I'm having a time over here. I will be covering the original, and Jill will be covering the remake. Yes. And so we're going to kind of ping pong back and forth on some things, and then just get right into it. Yeah. It's okay, by the way. Freddie flusters me, too. Yeah, I know. It's just, I know. Mm. So for those of you that, I can say it now, even though it doesn't matter, because, I mean, if if you follow us on social media, which we'll talk about that later, but if you follow us on social media... Um, of any sort, or obviously listen to the episodes, you know that we're obviously, this is what we're covering. So Jill has Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh. It looks like it's the OG, right? A it t-shirt? Has, yeah. I yeah. would think so. I bought this shirt when uh, I got to college <clears throat> in 2004. Holy shit. Yeah, so this shirt's 16 years old, and I think it, it looks phenomenal. rather nicely. And I'll tell you, I've applied for a credit card the second I had an address that wasn't my parents because uh-huh. they told me not to and that I wasn't allowed. Yep, and that's what the so. first thing that you do is whenever your parents say no, you do it anyways. Uh, right? I was like, oh, dorm address. Boop, 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 apply. <laughs> so I got my credit card. Also that, I could purchase this t-shirt on HotTopic.com. Hot Topic. So, Oh, that takes me back. I'll have to take a picture and post it on Insta. Yes, um, we will. Because it is, yes, it is the original. Yeah. This is Mr. England. Yes, that is, that is Mr. England. With your notes and all. I love it. I can't. You can't? You want Here, me to take it? a picture of I have me? to make it, um, I have to make it, oh. <laughs> you got a selfie. Hold on. Of me. <laughs> Of my face. Ah. Okay. The cat tree's in it. Do we care? Uh-uh. Okay. There it is. <laughs> you can look and approve. Perfect. Not even looking. I just drew all over my leg. Um. Great. So, yeah. Thank you for calling it out. It Absolutely. is an OG nightmare. I'm, a, I'm pretty impressed of how old the t-shirt is for uh, how great it looks. Because if... Well, you all see it if you go on to our Instagram, 444 Podcast. And so, it looks really good. But I have an NSYNC t-shirt. <laughs> 
that's from 1999. Oh. And it's finally just got wears and tears in it. And I had told Sierra about it. And she goes, you better keep wearing that fucker. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah, but it's, I, you, wear it my bushes are going to start popping out soon. Like, there's what, lots of holes. You wear it till it strings. And then you have whoever can make a t-shirt out of string for you. Remake it. <laughs> okay. You just wait till it's a ball of nothing. And then you're like, well, what can I make into it now? Fingerless gloves. Oh. And then you repurpose. That, or, or make a you, terrible pillowcase. Have you done that? No, no, I, no! I'm not a bag lady. <laughs> I feel like I would never, but you can. <laughs> oh, you look over I'm wearing like a quilt of shirts. It's just I do want one of those. It's wrong. I do, <laughs> I do want one of those quilted those those t-shirt quilts. Those that's a real thing. I want those one. are cool. They're extremely expensive. Oh well, that's stupid. I yeah, can they're extremely expensive. I can teach expensive. you how to quilt. Yeah, I know they're really really expensive. So I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> It's like a hundred, like, because I have a lot of t-shirts that, like, I would love to get rid of, but they all have sentimental value. Yeah. And I don't want to get rid of them, and so, but I don't have space for them very much anymore. Every time I, like, get caught up on laundry, I'm like, where am I going to put all these fucking t-shirts? I know. Someone all at Goodwill, I do is sleep in them. That someone shopping at Goodwill that loves t-shirts is like, woo, Jill's right? my hair. That's, I, <laughs> it's hard to say goodbye, I but know. I have to cycle. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Oh, man. So that's what we're doing today. We are going to talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger. So <clears throat> I'll go ahead and start. Yeah, do. So we have, uh, first and foremost, as always, my sources. Uh, IMDb, technically I didn't use this. You'll find out. Uh, RogerEbert.com. <laughs> Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, and Wikipedia. Now, obviously the title uh, since I'm going first with the OG, the title is just A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And just a quick fun fact uh, about the first movie. Um, the words Elm Street are not spoken at all during the movie. Yes. Yeah. Same here. Uh-huh. You see a sign for it twice, but they never say it during the movie. Yep. yep. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Love it. The date of release was November 16th, 1984. It is rated R. Something else about the rating mm-hmm. is that when the film was submitted to the Motion Picture Association of America, America Film Rating System, the MPAA, they required two cuts to grant it an R rating. So Wes Craven had to go in and like cut out oh. like two, I guess, two things either to make it an R rating, not to shorten it, obviously, but there must have been like other parts that they were like, you can't, you can't have this. I wonder if I know be- one of them. Yeah, so I, I don't, do. I don't know if it's in here. Like, I don't, I don't think that it was listed in there. And if it was, I might have skipped it because at one point I, I just kept putting fun facts in here. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was cool. Very. The synopsis, the synopsis is the monstrous spirit of a slain child murderer seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death. Says Dynasty Noble. Oh. And I appreciate that name very much. I think it's very regal. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but there's your credit. It sounds purple. Yeah, it sounds purple. I immediately thought purple because it's Dynasty and then Noble. Like, yeah. It, like, it's just, okay. I love it. And then something else just to kind of mention in general about the movie that kind of goes with the synopsis is that the inspiration for the character of Freddy came from several sources in Wes Craven's childhood. Freddy Krueger was a schoolmate of his with whom he had shared a paper route and who had bullied him for several years. In the last house on the left, 1972 version, Mm -hmm. 
Craven also used his this experience as inspiration, calling the villain Krug. Krug. Krug? Krug. Krug. Is it Krug? Okay. Yeah. And Freddy's appearance, especially the dirty clothes and hat, was inspired by a, ho- by a hobo whom Craven saw staring at him through his window one day when he was 10. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's cool. Did you, did, did the version <clears throat> you read say, like, how he, like, how Wes, like, ducked away? No. For a minute and, like, held his breath and then he looked and the guy was still looking up at no. the window. No! Yeah. Ew! Yeah. yeah. So good. No! I just got gooseies. And not to totally interrupt you. No, But you do. said something that reminded me of something else. So, Wes Craven's, I don't know if it was his first movie. Yikes. Um, Last House on the Left was one of his really early movies, okay. and one of the main <clears throat> villains in that movie is named Krug. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Did you just yep, say that? that's okay. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it in. <laughs> I deserve it. No, I know, but yeah, that's that's one of the pieces that was mentioned, so yeah, you're right on, you're right so on. Cool. Um, okay. Then, of course, how does it do in the box office? So the budget was $1.8 million. Opening weekend, it made $1.3 million, which it opened, from the date that I found, it opened the same weekend that it was, like, technically released. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. Sometimes I've noticed that they're different dates. Anyways, um, the gross USA overall was $26 million, and then cumulative worldwide gross was also $26 million. So just in total, like, $26 mil. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find anything about it being released on VHS, so that doesn't exist to me. The production company was New Line Cinema and Media Home Entertainment. The movie was also shot in 32 days. Oh, I didn't so know that. So I thought that that was, that's cool just because, you know, you hear about movies taking like months yeah. and months of time sometimes. Right. And years, I feel like. So that was like, that's pretty impressive that 32 days they did all that. And with a lot going on. That's, yeah, a you lot, know, of a lot of effects. And, and yeah, the effects and uh, lots of screaming. <laughs> That makes you tired. That was three days in itself. <laughs> the scream. Just the scream. We're just going to do the scream and get it out of the way. You guys have to scream the rest of the movie. all of these screams. <laughs> and we'll just reuse them like the Wilhelm. It makes you tired. <laughs> um, it runs for 91 minutes. Obviously, we've already mentioned his name multiple times. Wes Craven is the director. And then I'm going to go ahead and pause on that right there, and it's all about you. What? So that was the OG part of that, and now Jill's going to hop into her. Wait, can I ask you for a huge favor? Yeah. While I'm reading part of this. <laughs> yes. Can you, you want me to giggle like Freddie? Um, no. I was going to say, can you instead go on Instagram and post a picture of us doing this and not listen to me and then interject and say, but did you know, blah, 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 and then repeat back to me the fact I just said. If you could do that, that would be great. Because that's what I did to you. I thought you were being so serious at first. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my phone, but my phone's you, recording, so I were, can't really know. You were looking at me like you were about to start taking notes. <laughs> Wait, what was step one? <laughs> just act like you're listening to me, but don't listen to me. And then say something I just said and act like it's a new fact. Have you noticed that this whole time I'm, like, tapping my fingers yes, with a news anchor? Yes, me crazy. I'm so sorry. I'll stop. Okay. No, I do it, too. I'm ready. See? It's because we have our yearbooks in our laps as oh, our Oh, yes. I've got 2003. Uh, why is mine, I guess mine's 2004. Technically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess mine's what, 2002 <laughs> to 2003? It's volume 44, and it's my name, and then it just says, not out yet. 
I I think we had to personalize the bottom. Oh, you're oh that's funny. Your senior year one says your name and then says finally out exclamation point. Oh, I probably did that as well. <laughs> I think we got to personalize them or something. I think only nerds in the yearbook editing club did because I didn't have that option. Let's not talk about the yearbook editing club. <laughs> Production companies. <laughs> Speaking of producing oh, things. Shit. See, I was like, why that? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, production companies, New Line Cinema, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. Referred to as the house that Freddie built. Oh, interesting. Yes. Because if I'm remembering correctly, New Line was originally a distribution company. I'm probably, mu- like, totally messing this up, by the way. But they were, I think, distributing films um, and weren't making them. And then they took on this little project of Freddie because they were like, oh, why not? Oh, sure. Like a low-budget-ish uh, horror movie, and then it blew <clears throat> up, and then they, you know, after that, of course, made, like, this whole franchise out of it, thus the house that Freddie built. Right. Um, awesome. And Platinum Dunes uh, was oh, also a production okay. company on this, on the, I'm sorry, the 2010, by the way. I'm all over the place. No, you're fine. IMDB and RogerEbert.com. By the oh, way. Oh, you're good. They're you're the good. ones telling me stuff. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, this is dir- uh, directed by Samuel Bayer. Okay. Um, who was the director of some classic music videos, uh, okay. such as Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit Ooh. and Blind Melon's No Rain, okay. among a lot of others. But nice. those were the ones that stood out to me the most. And this was his feature film directorial debut. Okay. Pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. Um, and then I had just a few other things like you did, except you were way more thorough. Uh, it was really... <laughs> you're going to hate my trivia. No! Why I don't do this part. Because um, I can't... I just can't. So, <laughs> bad researcher. Bad researcher. No! It was released in April, on April 30th in 2010. Uh-huh. Runtime, 95 minutos. Okay. Rating is R. Rumors at first that it was going to be PG-13, and people were wicked pissed. It would have been terrible. Yeah. Um, for obvious reasons. Right. The budget... Um, was $35 million, so just a hair different than yours. Yeah, just a smidge. <laughs> Opening weekend brought in $32,902,000. Okay, okay. Um, cumulative worldwide gross, $115,694,863.82. Holy shit, that $0.82 cents makes a big difference. I should have rounded. That's okay, that's okay. And then I got, um, did you talk reviews yet? Oh shit! Was that a part that I wasn't listening no, to? No, you. I see. Now I screwed up. Oh, I screwed up. We can fix it. But do, I mean, they're not. They're quick. Do it. So okay. So for my reviews for the 1984, the OG. So RogerEbert.com didn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> I couldn't find it. He didn't do anything about it. Also, mine was filmed in California. I always put. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, aren't all movies filmed in California or New York at this point in life? Um, Not the Batman movie film. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but part of it was in Chicago still, so. Shut yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. Um, Metacritic gave it, the Metascore was a 76. The user score was an 8.7. IMDb rated it a 7.5. Rotten Tomatoes overall gave it a 94%. And the audience score gave it an 83. So, pretty, pretty glowing yeah. reviews. Okay, so back to your critics. Um, well, I did a terrible <clears throat> job with the rating, because all I... All I <laughs> Like, I didn't do it. I always, I made up the rating. It's my rating at the end of the show. <laughs> I, I forgot that you always do so many. It didn't do my homework. I need to listen to our it's shows more fine. often. It's fine. It's not fine. Yes, it is. IMDb gave it a 5-2. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah. 
Not the best. Mm. Um, and then I did read uh, on Roger Ebert's <laughs> <laughs> website. Um, allegedly, this was included in his most hated list. He gave it one star. Um, Raj, because that's what I yeah, call him. That's, that's what we go by. Yeah. Or he, he goes by. Yeah, he told me to call him Raj like mm-hmm. long before he passed. So <laughs> Raj stated um, in his 2010 review on his website, I stared at A Nightmare on Elm Street with weary resignation. The movie consists of a series of teenagers who are introduced, haunted by nightmares, and then slashed to death by Freddy. So what? Are we supposed to be scared? Now... In his review, and I have to give a shout out to my buddy Wes, R.I.P., um, in his review about how much he hated this movie, he did call out and praised Wes Craven's excellent Wes Craven's New Nightmare. He loved that movie. Oh, so okay. I just wanted to throw it in because he had included it in his review of yeah. this one, and I love me some Wes, so I yeah, wanted to Yeah, I do appreciate Wes Craven. I um, do. But yeah, those were, those were my little... My that's, my that's ha- my cold hard facts that that's, you would usually be in charge of. I know that's usually my job. I need to branch out. I like it. <laughs> it's okay. I like doing the fun facts from time to time. So it, it does. It gives us something different to do. Mm-hmm. So I guess next on the list would be. I'll go through, I'm going to go through the, the characters on my side, mm-hmm. and then you'll do yours, and then we'll kind of chit-chat about those. Yeah. So, of course, we have John Saxon, who plays Lieutenant Thompson, which is Nancy's dad. Yes. Okay. He's a character. Um, then we have Ronnie Blakely as Marge Thompson, Nancy's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather L- Langenkamp, L- Langenkamp? Langenkamp. Langenkamp as Nancy Thomas, Thompson. Mm-hmm. As Nancy. Then something fun about Nancy Thompson, her character, Heather Langenkamp, Langenkamp I'm never going to get it right, beat over 200 actresses for the role of Nancy Thompson. Among them was Jennifer Grey, Demi Moore, Courtney Cox, Tracy Gold, and Claudia Wells. What? Which just gave me goosebumps because... I always, like, when I was reading this, there's a couple things that come back to this that I've noticed in this movie. Mm -hmm. But knowing that Courtney Cox tried out for that role, potentially, she later was in a Wes Craven film. Scream. Yes. Almost all of them, if not all of them. I can't remember. Spoiler alert, does she die in one of them eventually? I would think so. I have, she has to. How many to. can you survive? I know. I wouldn't you can have survived. Only, you can only I would have been the Drew <laughs> Oh, I would have been the Drew <laughs> I saw the funniest TikTok of this guy. I think I saved it. I just wanted to show it to you. I was going to post it on our Instagram, and I'm like, I can't keep doing that because people are probably going to hate me. But it's just this guy, like, just literally acting out just the opening scene of her, like, what do you want? Like, he's just being super overdramatic, but he's got on a blonde short wig, and, like, the he's got the crop top, like, sweater, yeah. and he's just, like, running around his house, like, doing it. It's so good. It's so funny. Oh, I have to show it to you. So, we then have, so that was a cool little thing there. That's super cool. And then we have Amanda Weiss as Tina Gray. I'm gonna fuck up his first name. you Garcia? As Rod Lane. That's Tina's boyfriend. Let me see it. It's literally JSU. Where'd it go? I lost it. Where did it Shoe? go? Yeah, Shoe? I didn't look up how to pronounce I it. I can't remember. Yep. So that's Tina's boyfriend. Yeah. And then we have Stop My Sweet Beating Heart. Uh oh. Johnny Depp as Glenn Lance, which was his film debut. Yes. Yep. And then also something about that. This is like one of my favorite things about doing the fun facts that I don't ever get to do. So this is the part I enjoy. 
is that Charlie Sheen, John Cusack, Brad Pitt, Kiefer Sutherland, Nicolas Cage, and C. Thomas Howell were considered for the role of Glenn. I love Kiefer Sutherland right? so much. I but, like, know. he would not have been right no. for the, He needed to be a lost no, boy. No, no, no. Uh, and not the kind of the Peter Pan variety. No, no, <laughs> the no. Bitey, the, other, the bitey, glittery the bitey. blood type. <laughs> the bitey <laughs> He's one. like, what type, what blood type are you? Glitter? <laughs> Can I check a box for that? <laughs> Then we have, I have, I played the game on this one. Yes. Joseph Whip as Sergeant Parker. So that's the, uh, the, the sergeant that plays opposite oh. uh, Nancy's dad. What movie is he in where he also plays some type of officer? I see him so clearly and I, what if I just let there be three minutes of dead air and you're like, damn it, should I edit it to make her seem smart? Do I let it play out? No, I have no idea. Who it, who is it? He's Sheriff Burke and Scream. So he's the oh. sheriff that when they first go into the office. Yes. Yeah. He's sitting there. Is he smoking a cig? Probably. I think he was. With his big boots. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Sydney says hi to him. Hi, Sheriff Burke. Yep. Yep. Yada, yada. And I, the second that I saw him in this movie. You knew? Uh, I was like, <gasps> I was like, connection! What's kind of connection? I'm like, I get it! So I was like all excited for myself. And then obviously the main person, in my opinion, Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Best. So those are my characters. Yeah. So what do you have? Well, I stuck with the kiddos. Yeah. Um, so all and and I, so there are obviously some parental figures yeah, <laughs> in the movie, obviously. but I, I don't I didn't go through any. You're like them. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> no one likes parents. Just I, teasing. No, we love them. I'm kidding. I well, yeah, they're okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it depends if they're telling me to clean my room. I mean, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have them. So that's true. Just don't tell me to do chores. I get angsty. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Um, and don't tell me to call my grandfather on his birthday. I was going to on my own. <laughs> it's a little message. Um, so, <laughs> mother, <laughs> mom. So, um, I'm gonna start actually with old Fred. Okay. Um, Jackie Earl Haley plays this Freddy Krueger. Yes. Um, so you may know him as a youngin in um, what is it? I said it on the last episode. Uh, the bad news bears. He was in the original bad news bears. Um, he's how do you say it? Rorschach in The Watchmen. Oh, okay. I only know him. I don't remember his face, but that's okay. Okay, I- I'll look it up later. Yeah, I will. I will uh, because I'm. I is he to... that? Is he? I think he is. <laughs> I've only <laughs> I've only seen it once, and it's not quite up my alley. So now oh. I'm gonna just fact check it. Real fast. That's fine. Um, so I the next scraping. It's your animals, but it's like coming from that direction. Oh, well, don't tell me it's that. Probably a gremlin. Um. Anyways. Um. So it's yeah. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm giving you some editing jobs to yeah, do by fine. accident. That's fine. You'd be surprised at how easy sometimes it can be. What is it, though? I thought he was in this freaking movie. Did I just make it up? <laughs> You're like, hey, it's Rorschach. He's totally that. <laughs> it's that guy. <laughs> well, I'm probably... Oh, yeah. Oh, I was looking at the series. Yes. I'm right. So you're correct. He is Rorschach. Okay, okay cool. Anyway, wow. That was... Anyway. <laughs> two minutes shave off. Uh, <laughs> Wrapping two. So, okay. So Jackie Earl Haley plays my bud Fred. 
Kyle Gallner plays a guy named Quentin. Okay. And basically, his role is like the Johnny Depp of the movie. Right. He is the pseudo from afar, kind of on the cusp love interest of Nancy. Okay. Um, only Quentin is not the Johnny Depp type, exactly. No. Um, he's an emo boy who wears floppy beanies um, and has a cute pouty mouth. I have the biggest crush. <laughs> and the man friend's sitting there next to me while I swoon this pasty dude who's nearly see-through pouting at Nancy. <laughs> And he's like, you like him, don't you? And I'm like, I do. I do. I um, Rooney Mara plays Nancy, um, who is a very loose ab- adaptation of Nancy and yours. Okay? Yeah. So pretty much the same person, but she's like an emo artsy type girl. Oh, uh, okay. Um, with a Daria, like a mixture of a Daria and Jane bedroom. I love Daria. Very teen, angsty, yes. listening to my earbuds while I make chalk paintings all night yeah. type of, you know, type of Nancy. Um, and a lot of dark clothing in her wardrobe and a lot of ankle boots, and I love it. Oh, that sounds cute. That actress, Rooney, allegedly hated being in this movie so much she almost quit acting. But I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe she's like, this just isn't for me. She's like, you know what, I want to be an administrative assistant. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, or I'll just be somebody's... Uh, uh, PA. Yeah. Yeah. I would much rather do that. I've been dying to be a grip. (laughs) Those do. Um, hold on. I feel like I used to know this. And the reason I feel like I used to know this is because Joey. Yeah. My, yeah. She, her cousin, I think either knew people that were grips, like, cause he lives out in Los Angeles or he was one at one point. And that's why he's best friends with, we'll talk about offline. Uh, he, yeah, he's best friends with a celebrity. Yeah, I forgot. That one. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> I don't like to give too much away, because I don't know if people, I don't want people to ever find anybody that we personally yeah. talk about. Anyways. It's none of your business. It's none of your business. You can, you can find us. You can't find our friends. <laughs> Unless you have an iPhone, then you can find friends. Just teasing. Anyways. All um, right. a girl named Katie Cassidy plays mm-hmm. Chris with a K, like as in Jenner. Oh. Uh, Yeah. Um, she's kind of like, I'm sorry. Something just happened. It's so stupid. Okay, I just want to say it before. This is breaking news, everybody. Did you know that... It's over. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that the Kardashians are no more after 2021. I saw well, that. not that they are, but their show is no more after... <laughs> that came off so That they're wrong. being executed <laughs> when their show ends. That's the finale. No, they're just... No, their show's done after... You said Christian. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I just... I, that's why I lit up, because like, I just read that yesterday, because I follow Chloe. I know. I, I yeah. love Chloe. Yeah, out of all of them. Yeah. Um, She's my favorite. Yep. Anyways, I'm so sorry. I'm being big asses off my television set. (laughs) So ignorant right now. (laughs) Um. So Chris, um, is kind of the like the equivalent of Tina's character in Mm -hmm. the original. Mm -hmm. Pretty blonde. Yeah. All that jazz. Um. And then we have a guy named Thomas Decker. He plays Jesse. Um. He's Tina's kind of like estranged boyfriend. He's kind of like a clean cut rod. Oh, yeah. okay. Clean cut rod. Got yeah, it. Yeah, he's not like the he's badass not, with he's the not switch like blade. A punk ass. Like, um, what's yeah. he say? Uh, up your <clears throat> ass with a twirling lawnmower or something like that, he says oh. to the girls at the beginning of your movie. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. It's ridiculous. He really knows how to talk to the ladies. Yes, he's really, really <laughs> suave. <laughs> I had a crush on him, too, though. Um, <laughs> but that's your movie to talk about, not mine. <laughs> so, just to give you an idea, so that his name's Jesse in the movie, which, by the way, 
is not to be confused with Jessie from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, y'all. Which is one of my favorite <laughs> movies ever. Um, I love that movie. And I wanted to bring it up, if not only, to plug uh, this documentary I saw about it. And it's called Scream Queen, My oh. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. And it's all about the making of Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That's awesome. Uh, it's a super good documentary. And is that what you were watching that you posted? No. That, no, that I, was... I'm terrible. That was um, <clears throat> um, something about... The search for darkness or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about all the not all of them, but like the big eighties horror movies. Oh, okay. It was like four and a half hours long. This one's not that long, but I did watch it on Shutter through Prime. Okay, and it's really good. Yeah, and it is about Nightmare Two, and I love that movie. It's just oh, I just it's just so homoerotic and amazing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I highly recommend checking out both the movie first and then watch the doc. It's fantastic. Yes. Um. So anyway. That's that guy. I only brought it up because his name is Jesse. And, uh, <laughs> That's the only reason he's important. Long story short. And then there's a guy um, in the movie as well. I will talk about him in like one of the earlier scenes. Mm -hmm. So he's worth referencing. His name is Kellen Lutz, and he plays a guy named Dean. Okay. I don't really have like an equivalent dude off the top of my head though to compare to like your movie. No, it's only only two and two for the main the main people before they all die. Mm -hmm. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh my gosh, spoiler. How dare I? <laughs> Someone's going to die. <clears throat> yeah, I had no idea. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, already off the top, our characters are completely vastly different. I mean, yeah. Granted, one takes place in 1984, the other takes place in 2010, so, like, just even the, the, the dress is going to be different of how they dress and the music they listen to and yeah. what their houses look like. But we're not here for that. We're not yeah. here for that. So, uh... I will say one thing, because this is, you know, a podcast about horror movies and what we think about them. Yeah. Nancy's my least favorite character in... Oh! Oh, yeah. No. <clears throat> oh, wait. Did you already do... Did you already do trivia? Your trivia? <laughs> wait, we're going to compare characters. Oh, my God. I'm such a That's okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, We yeah. did this all ahead of time, and we're just... It's... Woo! it's we'll get it done. We'll get it done. We'll okay. Done um, so you don't like Nancy. I don't okay. like Nancy in, in my version. Okay. My main reason is, is that I understand that, like, you know, you have this guy, and he's in your dreams, mm -hmm. and he's scaring the shit out of you. That I get. Mm -hmm. I understand that that's scary. She's just kind of, like, I don't know what it is. She's just whiny. <laughs> it's too whiny. There's a difference between being scared and being a little bit whiny. And one of the scenes that I hate the most is whenever... And I'm skipping ahead real quick, but okay. just to explain one of the reasons I don't like her. Yeah. As whenever they go for the sleepover at Tina's house. Yeah. And then Tina and Rod disappear for a quick second, and not for that second, but they're about to do that. <laughs> I talk about that. And then they, uh, but whenever uh, Glenn and um, Nancy, and she's like leaning up against the tree or the house or whatever yeah. it is, and he's like, he's trying to like kiss her and be all up on her, which I would have approved. I would have been like, let's go do this, you're Johnny Depp, that's fine. <laughs> Even if he didn't know you then, I'd still be like just looking at him. Yeah. But I just didn't like, she's like, we're not here for us, we're here for Tina. And he's like, it's just a stupid dream. And she's like, but it's scary, or like however <laughs> she said it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Jill, I love you to death, but if you're like, I had a really, really scary dream last night, I'd be like, you'll be fine. <laughs> You'll I'm gonna right. go make out with my fiance. I, I will take care of you in any other sense of the word as your friend. But like, if you have a bad dream, I'm not gonna sit there and hold your hand. Maybe I'm a bad friend. Where were you a week ago? <laughs> I had a dream about bees. 
<laughs> I couldn't put my glasses on. Okay. <laughs> so Nancy's my least favorite. She's your least favorite. I like my Nancy. I think okay, I so wanted. Tell me about yours. I just think I wanted to be like that Nancy. My my Nancy. Yeah. In high school, especially like yeah. I. She was. Just like a cool, like, but she wasn't, I mean, she's that cool, quiet, cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like where I would have, I look at her and I'm like, well, I think you're like dressed awesome. You seem to dig music. You've got artistic creativity. She's like that a big, is totally she's you. a big, like, well, I don't have that, but she, and th- thank you about my t-shirt. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> to loop back, um, check out our Instagram. So, right um, now. <laughs> but, um, she's like the cool artsy deep person I wanted to be. So right. I, I like her. I like the Nancy in this character. But I also like Heather Langenkamp. So yeah. I can't say. I'm kind of a fan of both of them. I mean, I will say that, like, her character develops as the movie goes on. And I start to realize that, like, okay, she's more badass than mm-hmm. the beginning. But at the beginning, she's just, she's she's a great friend. Don't yep. get me wrong. She's a fantastic friend. Obviously better than me because I would be like, you're fine mm-hmm. with your dreams. But... I just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just didn't, I, I didn't connect with her. Was maybe. it the sweater vest? It could have been the sweater vest. Ah, okay. Could have been I don't connect vest. with that part of her even. Yeah, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> so, and then, you know, you didn't get into the parents, which is fine. We're not going to, we don't need to compare them anyways. Yeah, but you can tell. Tell all about your, uh, I, I mom mean, is a character. Mm, mm. <laughs> the mom is a thriving alcoholic and I, it's, <laughs> I don't know if that's right. <laughs> thriving in her own way especially she's thriving the mo- I'm sorry but the moment where she uh I'm skipping ahead because these are parts that I'm not going to talk about yeah. when we go through them anyways but the part whenever Nancy's in her bedroom and she's trying to sneak out to go over to Glenn's house yeah and she opens the door <laughs> <laughs> and Marge is standing there and she just yanks out this giant bottle of vodka from the closet yeah. with the towels. Yeah. And then how she just leans up against the up against the wall and just kind of just like kind of like flails back and just kind of just, just takes it straight to the face. It's almost like she's like, oh fucking thank God I can just do yeah. this right now. She's That's why I'm saying she's thriving because she's loving that. They reminded me. I wouldn't me, say she's doing great in life, but she's yeah. doing. She's thriving with her alcohol. She's yeah. She's uh, checking all the boxes there, hiding it in the linens. Oh my god! It reminds me of this episode of Family Guy where Lois is gardening and acting like life is great, and then she hides a bottle of booze in a shrub, and she just keeps <laughs> taking huge nips off of it, and she's like, "Hey, my life!" Like just flipping out, and I'm like, "Nancy's mom, March." Oh my god! She's also a redhead. (laughs) Yes, yes. Weird. She's a. She's. I feel that she's a good mother, though. Other than that, I think that she's. I think that she's very kind, and you can tell that she loves Nancy and she cares about her. Mm -hmm. She just has a problem. That's all. Doesn't mean she doesn't love her daughter. Yeah. I mean. We'll find out maybe why she drinks so heavy in a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, she's got her reasons, I mm-hmm. think. Just a smidge. Yeah. Just a smidge. So, I, I can't say I totally dislike... I don't dislike Marge. No. I definitely don't. And then the dad, who's just Lieutenant Thompson, or dad, we don't ever hear his first name in the movie. Yeah, I don't... I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. No. Yeah. He's just... He's just your typical, I'm a badass fucking you know, lieutenant that's going to just get this shit done and no nonsense, but I'm going to mm-hmm. protect my baby girl. She's yep. my everything and nobody better step in my way, but also I'm very strict and this is how it's just going to be. 
John Saxon's great. He is. He no, plays. He, is. he plays this character in a lot of movies. Yeah. He's a big no, he is. He's definitely a character actor. Because I definitely, I can't think off the top of my head where else I've seen. I mean, I I know I've seen him before. Yeah. But like, he is. He's a character actor. He's just really good at just being like tough and gruff. Is the best way to like. Yeah. Explain him. I like him a lot. He was gonna do. They wanted him to do a cameo in in the 2010 and he just remake. Said no. And he said no. See, I feel like I. I feel like I would have to if I was one of the one of the originals. I yeah. feel like I would just I would because people love that shit. Well, I think they wanted Heather Nancy too as well. Yeah, she was like, nope. no. But I mean, after how many years of playing that character, True. you're like later. But also, I mean, even though it's just a cameo, you have to try to figure out how to like write those people in without people going, "Why are they there?" That's true. Because 1984 to 2010, I'm not saying that those people don't exist anymore, but I mean, they would look. I mean, they are obviously do look vastly different, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how do you, what is, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, and you need it to be a nod to the fans of the originals without, right. or the original without it being like an annoying, like cornball yes. approach. Like, yeah. I wouldn't know how to loop them in. No. To this without it being like a, huh? We're yeah. appeasing you old heads, yeah. huh? Don't hate us. No. Don't hate us. No. <laughs> no. Because there's been obviously times in movies where I've seen that just in general. Sometimes it's awesome and you're like, Yeah! And then other times, uh, you're like, what? Yeah. What? Why? So, that's, I mean, other than, um, the only other adults really are obviously Freddie <laughs> and Sergeant Parker, who is Sir- Sheriff Burke in Scream, mm-hmm. which there's not much to say about him except that he's a lot less so in Freddie. I'm just going to call it Freddie. In Freddie, he's a lot less, um, stern mm-hmm. and he's a little bit more like okay boss i'll do oh yeah let's go yeah. let's do whatever you do he's very he's very you know he listens obviously he's whatever and then but in scream and i know i'm comparing two different movies completely but in scream his 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 like sheriff attitude is obviously way more mm-hmm. it's more like lieutenant thompson it's a yeah. little bit more like stern and like very to the point and we're gonna get shit done and that kind of thing so right. those are really the only adults other than i mean Anyways, what? I'm dying inside right now because I'm trying so hard not to think about <laughs> scary movie instead of scream. <laughs> and all I can think about is Deputy Doofy. <laughs> I was wondering why you're sitting there like holding back Snickers. I'm like, what the fuck? And I don't mean the candy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, no, Deputy Doofy. <laughs> it's not Doofy. What's his actual name? Dewey. Yeah. Maybe she calls him Doofy. That's right. Oh my gosh, that's such a great movie. <sighs> So, that's, I mean, really, other than that, I mean, it sounds like, you know, we, I wouldn't say, there's no heartthrobs, maybe for us there's heartthrobs, but I wouldn't really say that they pinned any of the guys as heartthrobs or any of the girls as, like, at least I can't speak for the 2010 version. No, I kind of feel the same. I mean, the 2010, like, they're a good-looking people. Yeah. I mean, it's like hot teenagers, you know what I mean, if you want to call them that, but, like, this... The 2000, the remake is so much about, like, the the most emo of the characters <laughs> that you're not, like, I mean, aside from me being a weirdo, like, oh, Quentin, I love you, Quentin, and your little you. pout, I love what you're upset about, I wonder what it is, I hope it's me and you're sad that we're not together, but, like, so, like, <laughs> it's just not the same, you know, there are, like, I would say out of all of them, you know, Jesse is probably supposed to be the, the like, studliest out of them, yeah. you know? But really, for me, even though this came back, this came out in 2010, now watching it, 
10 years later. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at them and I'm like, I'm an old now, so it's weird for me. Yeah. Now that I say that, it's weird that I like Quentin as much as I do. I mean, I can't say that about Johnny Depp because he, I was, um, I wasn't born yet. And we grew up with watching him yes. on stuff, you know? It's like these weirdos. Babe. It's like me still liking music by Taking Back Sunday when they're singing about, like, loving the person you have science class with. I'm like, I think I'm over, like, too over <laughs> I think, this. I don't even <coughs> like science. I don't think I can find these people cute, but some of them uh, do. It's a big-ass plane. Sorry, I just looked out the window behind you, and there's just a really big plane that must have just taken off at the airport and is just hovering over our house. I don't know. Maybe can we pause for a second? Yes, maybe it's a UFO. Okay. And we're back from a short break that you didn't know existed because, <laughs> because editing magic, as we always say. So I think that that's enough, though, on the characters. We're going to yeah. chat about them anyways. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we've kind of covered, like, the main basis of that. Yeah. And so you have some stuff, I think. Yeah, just some randos that I couldn't uh, pepper throughout. Mm -hmm. Or I probably could have, but I just wanted to tag about them. Some of them mention your movie. Ooh. Uh, but no spoilers, of course. That's not my gerb. That's your gerb. So <laughs> Freddie's sweater in um, the remake was knitted by Judy Graham, who was the same woman who knitted Freddie's sweater for the original in 84. Oh, that's so sweet. Busted out the needles again. Aww. For old, for old Blady. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love that. That was cute. That was, like, cute. That made me feel yeah, like she that's... probably had some hot cocoa next to her with some marshmallows. Hi. She's probably, like, a young person and is like, go fuck yourself. I'm not that old <laughs> that I was. 1984 wasn't 1902. Right. <laughs> I'm like, she She was on the Oregon Trail, and she, that's how she got her yarn to make Freddy's, both of his So sweaters. she got consumption, and, you know, <laughs> anyways. Um, so, a little bit about Jackie Earl Haley. Um, he was asked, what was it like, um, or basically, how did he get in the mindset to play Freddy Krueger? Yeah. an iconic horror icon. Yeah. Iconic icon. <laughs> um, and he said, uh, sitting in the makeup chair for three hours. After that, you feel like you could kill somebody. So they actually, for his makeup, um, it, it first was taking the makeup artist six hours. They eventually whittled it down to three hours. Oh, so wow. he kind of used that uncomfortability to like right. piss him off and give him that kind of thing. Right. Which I read Robert England did a little bit of as well. Yes. Um, but I won't. Jill, stop it. <laughs> with the obsession of the Robert. Um, so anywho, um, actually, too, in regard to Jackie Earl Haley with the makeup part, Part of his face was also covered in green appliance for purposes of, you know, like the digital altering and post. Oh, okay. Um, so that was another piece of his makeup stuff. Uh, aside from hating his makeup <laughs> and the process, he also improvised lines, um, hoping it would create an uneasiness for the other characters he was interacting with. Ew. Because um, they weren't aware of what he was going to say, and he felt that that kind of had this, like, nice, like uneasy ping pong yeah yeah um robert england did give his personal blessing to jackie earl haley Aww. to replace him as freddie saying the torch has been well passed which i just got goosey yeah <laughs> i got him on my unshaved legs oh you did now your leg hair's longer <laughs> i know <laughs> mine too yes that's right i'm due guys i'm due anyways <laughs> disgusting hashtag self-care <laughs> do it hashtag, hashtag do it hashtag taking a razor to my tiny cabin <laughs> um 
That should be a horror movie. <laughs> taking a razor, taking a what? Taking a razor, taking a razor to the cabin. Um, and then the last little piece of rando trivia I had that there were plans for a sequel. In fact, I read a couple conflicting pieces of info about this that um, Rooney, um, the girl who plays Nancy, mm-hmm. and Jackie Earl Haley were both signed on to do multiple Nightmare movies and like a couple sequels. I read three, other times <laughs> I read two. What? I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm tell laughing. Me. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. The reason I started laughing is because I just thought about earlier when we were talking about Rooney and how she just didn't really like doing it. <laughs> I kept picturing was, but I thought she had like Dreams of being a, a PA or like a... <laughs> That's why they didn't do the sequels. Yeah, she went on to do her real dream. Rooney Mara is a grip right now. In fact, if you listen closely, you'll hear her gripping. <laughs> gripping on to stuff. I don't even... I still don't know what they do. Boom I'm mics. assuming, yes. They, boom, just, they probably just hold... Yeah, they probably do. Um, so uh. they, they were planning on doing at least one sequel, but the idea was abandoned due to negative backlash about the idea, which I was actually really happy to read. Right. Um... To be honest, not everything needs a sequel, especially remakes. Yes. Halloween 2, the one coming out, not going to lie, I'm pretty pumped to see it, and I'm actually pretty surprised at that, because typically I'm like, stop with the fucking sequels of the remakes, especially. Yeah. So those are just my randos. I think Halloween's been, like, there's, like, a thousand of them, right? There's a lot. But, I mean, like, now they're remaking, they're, like, doing the second one. Oh. I haven't seen Reimagining. I've only seen the first. That's it, period. Uh, in, like, the original? Like, the OG, oh, OG so and that's it. I've never seen any of... you got to see the new one. I've seen... Oh, wrong, guys. I do this. You know how I do this. You know how I do this? Yeah. I screw up the characters' names where I call Michael, you know, oh, Jason yeah. and Jason Michael. So I almost said, uh, I almost said Michael versus Jason. That's not a thing. No. Um, but that would be an interesting thing. Uh, It'd I, be a I have film. seen I have seen Freddy versus Jason. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and I also oh I've seen Freddy Ten or what's the one where he goes to space? That's Jason X. Okay, yeah, yeah that one's hilarious. ridiculous. <laughs> um, we love premarital sex <laughs> and illegal drugs. And then he beats the one with the other one in a sleeping bag. Oh, I die. I so love bad. that movie. It's been a long I time. I skipped school to download that on Napster. <laughs> <laughs> Napster. That, that gives you an idea of oh my gosh! Happens. What's the band that's going to come after you for Napster? Metallica. Metallica. That's right. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. They're mm. going to find you. Yeah. So um, that's all. I'm sorry. That anymore because that's those are really good. <laughs> no, I'm they done. really are. I interrupted you enough, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm good. I'm but so you sorry. do need to see the newest Halloween. Rob Zombie's remake was good. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think I mentioned it later, but uh, the newest. Fabulous. Yeah? And that's going to be the one that has a sequel that I'm not pissed about. Okay. Again, miraculously. Awesome. Awesome. So, trivia me. Trivia you. Okay. So, these are just some fun facts about Freddy from the 1984 version Mm -hmm. that I could not, as Jill does, pepper them in. And I thought that they just kind of stood out on their own. So, uh, it would take about three hours for uh to get Robert England into his Freddy makeup and then they did mention that he also and I didn't put this down because it was just too easy to just remember it he also did get very irritated he did not like having the makeup and they said that there were days that he would come into the trailer after everything was done and he would just rip his makeup right off yes. and they said that he would be you know and I'm paraphrasing this but you could just that he would be very irritated very like uncomfortable mm-hmm. um they also had mentioned and I didn't put this in here but uh, they did also mention um, 
something about that his original makeup, I guess that it was very pussy and oozy and extremely like gory looking. And they had to dumb it down a little bit because I guess that they didn't, it, it wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I apologize. I'm terrible. It's on IMDb. I know I saw it there. But I don't remember exactly why they chose that, but something about it looked too real, or maybe maybe that was one of the things that they had to, like, change, but that wouldn't yeah. make sense, because that would be post. Yeah. Like post-filming. Yeah. That, they would, that the, the MPAA would see. Well, they were maybe working mm. out different, like, ideas. You know Possibly. what I mean? And they had, like, pitches of ideas of yeah. what would make sense. So that was kind of yeah. interesting. But yeah, three hours. And then the very first time that we see Freddie in the movie, he isn't being played by Robert England, but by special effects man Charles Bellardinelli. As Charles was the only one who knew exactly how to cut the glove and insert the blades. Really? Yes. So the hands? The hands are not cool. Are not actually Robert's. I love that scene. I love that scene because it's extremely disgusting, creepy, and his breathing gives me goosies that I now have again. Yeah. So, the knives on the glove, this just made me giggle, because I don't understand it. <laughs> You'll see. So, the knives on the glove were not finishing fishing or steak knives, as many believe, but actually tomato knives. Oh! Case XXP210 was the model used. <laughs> I don't know what a tomato knife is. Uh, and I should have Googled it, and I didn't want to. I so, I just let it go in my childlike brain and just said he had tomato knives. And it's just really funny to me. He's making some BLTs. I don't know why. Bacon, so lettuce, funny. and teenagers. <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> Write that down. That's Anyways, funny. Yeah. Well, thanks for the um, model Ooh, number because I, I ordered oh, yeah. them on Amazon. Yes, please do. Please yeah. do. And then I just have one more longer one. Yeah. So, in various interviews, Robert England stated that Freddie's walk and mannerisms were inspired by his costume and looking at himself in the mirror. When he put on the fedora, he thought of old gangster movies and described and decided to give Freddie a swagger. Akin? 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 To A-K-I-N. Akin. Thank you. I'm <laughs> terrible. Akin to famous gangster movie actor James Cagney. Because the full glove with real metal knives, as opposed to the stunt glove with fake knives for safety, was so heavy, he found himself unintentionally dropping his right shoulder due to the weight. So he equated the stance with, his, with a gunslinger who has his pistol and holster on his hip. As for, the unu- as for the unusual way Freddie walks, he studied his posture and derived the sideways movement from the surfer standing sideways on a surfboard. I didn't. I've read, because I'm obsessed with him, so right. I've read some of that, but I never heard the surfboard part. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And you can really see that. Yeah, and I, I do like the the, the dropped, the, the dropped arm. arm. It's, it's, the dropped shoulder it is, is awesome. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy as Tulip tries to get into here. He's, Go away. He's so good. Yes, he is. So, you know, that's all I have on those fun facts. Mm-hmm. Now, I have not seen your version. Yeah. And you've seen both versions. And with just what you've told me and what I know about mine, mm-hmm. the way I picture these two characters for Freddy versus Freddy, if we're going to put it that way, <laughs> OG yeah. versus the remake, is I would almost say that my Freddy from 1984 is kind of a comparison to Jack as the Joker in Batman, mm-hmm. and then your Freddy is almost like Heath as the Joker in Batman for that version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah? I would definitely say as far as, like, wit and 
dark sense of humor and and then compared to like just how much darker the others oh, sure. are yeah. like the Heath version of you know the Joker and then Jack Earl Haley's version of Freddy definitely I think that's a great analogy thank you yes for having not seen my Fred word yet yes yet I say yeah you will yeah, I will uh, <laughs> we need a checklist of the ones that we're not gonna watch just so we can say Colleen did see this we promise here's her quick mild review of it I think that's a really great way of you know kind of putting those together and relating them yeah because my I mean from what I just know in general my Freddy's definitely he's definitely creepy mm-hmm. I love how now we're saying my my uh my Freddy's <laughs> definitely creepy and he has his moments of like absolute like ugh, that's that's scarier that's creepier that's terrifying yeah um but he's definitely more like like here i yeah. am like i'm gonna get you like you know what i mean and yours definitely sounds like he hides a lot yeah yeah <laughs> but it, like pops out at like the scariest times your freddy is like both enjoy the hunt and the, what they're doing but your freddy is way more like whimsical about yeah. it i think you know yeah. and like especially through the nightmare franchise you see fred your freddy like really get so much more pop culture with yeah. his with his and i like it i like all the different versions of him but yeah i mean especially when you look at how like light he can be with some of his jokes and his puns yeah his crypt keeper yeah. puns <laughs> jack you're lately on doing that shit no, um, <laughs> the sounds of it, no. That's not his bag, no. if you will. Um, well, that's, that's good. Really good. Yeah, great job comparing them. Thanks. Um, I'll give you just a little bit uh, of insight as far as, like, the big differences that I noticed about the Freddies. Yes. Um, so the makeup really jumps out, of course, and I'm glad that you brought up that they had maybe tested or trialed other versions of your Freddies makeup because what I've read in the past um, is your Freddy's face was originally going to be based off of real burn victims. Yes. And I think that they did pull some of it, though. Like, they did. Yes. I can't remember. There was something in the special effects, but. There's a. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but your comparisons of the Freddy's is really awesome. And it kind of, so I had some things to back up, like the new Freddy. So now you're familiar with your Freddy. Yeah. Let's talk about my boyfriend, Freddy, for a minute. <laughs> um, so as far as the makeup goes. Um, going, so, like, thinking back to how you had described them testing and trialing different Freddy looks, um, what I had read a long time ago was that the face that they landed on for Freddy, your version, was, uh, pepperoni pizza. So, basically, <laughs> Which is, I mean, <laughs> one of the guys that was, like, in charge of coming up with the idea for the look was just, like, chilling with some lunch one day, started moving some cheese around, and was like, hey, there's Freddy. You know, there's you know, Freddy, I like it. Um, my Freddy, not so much. No? Um, they based his looks off of real burn victims. Oh, okay. So he is the one that, you know, um, he doesn't look like pepperoni pizza. Put it that way. <laughs> no, he looks he a little melty. Yeah. It's like a little candle. Oh. Yeah. Little candle. Little uh, Freddy candle. Yeah. Like, on a birthday oh, cake. Oh, the Freddy pen that you let me use at your house? Oh. <laughs> Adorable. He was so cute. He's got a pen up his butt. Yeah. No wonder he's No pissed. wonder he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they did actually, um, like I said, base his look off real burn victims. They did a lot of research and 
meshed a bunch of them together, and that's where you've got, like, your your more current version of Freddy. Right. And then the other thing that I noticed, too, I love the OG Freddy's voice. Um, yeah. And with Jackie Girl Haley's, they did um, digitally alter it in post to give him more, like, a, his voice a more supernatural quality. Okay. Um, which they did a good job at, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, Um, He kind of sounds like he has more than one voice, and it is the real deep, of course, menacing. Yeah. But, but you can tell that they did do, you know, Something. Some, some changes to it just yeah. to kind of bulk it up a little bit. I like the voice, but the, and this kind of goes back into the makeup a little bit. I wish his mouth moved a little bit more to go with it because when I'm watching, I'm super distracted because it looks like he's trying to chew oatmeal while he's talking. <laughs> and I get, I get it, you know, because he's supposed to look real burn victim, yeah, right? Yeah, so, like, yeah. I understand why they did it. But for me, mushy mouth is distracting. Yeah, I don't think... <laughs> Now I'm going to pay attention to that when I watch it. His mushy mouth doesn't enunciate well. (laughs) Mushy mouth. The skeleton was denied a bank loan. (laughs) (laughs) But those are just maybe to give you an idea, even though it sounds like you already had a pretty solid idea of some differences between the characters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One is more dark. One is more comical. That's just really what it is. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Did you have any others? I don't want to... No. Nope. Nope. That's it. Jumping on. the story. Awesome. Yeah. So... Just starting off with, you know, the opening of the 1984 version, you know, we, we right out of the gate, we meet Tina and Freddie, right? And when I first watched it, now remember, once again, this was my honest to God first time ever seeing this movie. I've yeah. only ever seen, like, little clips and things. That, like, you see, like, on TV that they're like, oh, yeah, this scene in this movie, right? Like, I've seen the Johnny Depp scene. We know what we're talking about a bajillion times. So I knew, that's how I knew that Johnny Depp was in this movie before seeing this movie, because I love Johnny Depp. Yeah. But uh, there's certain things that obviously I knew existed, and I knew what the movie was about, just never watched it. Yeah. But, so, as the audience, at least this is how I took it, in the very opening scene, we think as the audience that maybe Tina has been kidnapped or trapped somewhere, and someone is after her, Mm -hmm. but little do we know that she's trapped in her dream. Oh. Right? So yeah, like ambient, I know. <laughs> She's like, I can't get out. <laughs> so like, Darn Z-Quill. It's stronger than what it says on the box. Yeah. <laughs> so like we, you know, that's the first thing that I kind of got from the opening scene was okay. So I mean, going into it, I was trying to say to myself, okay, well, what would you actually think if you saw this as an opening scene, not knowing anything about Freddy Krueger? Mm-hmm. And I literally thought like she's been kidnapped. And then when the goat goes through the broom or whatever that is, a sheep. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So, I mean, definitely a very creepy opening scene of him just mind, mind fucking, like just messing with you and Mm -hmm. you don't know where he is, but you can hear him, but you don't know where you are. And it's just very creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, So one other thing that I had wanted to mention, this is another fun fact, because obviously after Tina wakes up and, you know, she's... She's, you know, obviously in a nightmare. Balmy. Yeah, balmy. Uh, and I love, I love, yeah, it's, I love how her mom and her dad, her mom's like, you need to cut your, you need to cut your nails more often. Because she's like got giant scrapes of like fabric missing out of her, the front of her fucking nightgown. And her mom's like, you need to cut your nails. You just need to cut them. It's like. Maybe she had those nails that are trending these days that are super daggery. Yes. She was way ahead of the time. Yeah. Go Tina. Way ahead. Yep. So I thought that part was really funny, but uh, then we, you know, once Tina wakes up, we get past that part, then you start to, like, hear the opening, mm-hmm. which is the Freddy song. 
Yeah. The, yeah. So Heather Langenkamp's boyfriend at the time of the shooting is credited for creating Freddie's nursery rhyme. That's cool. So, the, and now husband. So that's now her, like, oh, boyfriend, now husband. Yep. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. Yeah. And then, you know, we just hop straight into the beginning. So I don't want to, I don't want to take away, you know, if we're going to uh, compare and contrast. Yeah. So that's my opening. That's kind of the, the feel of the, the 1984 version. I love it. We, we open with something similar. We open in a dream sequence as well. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, that was a really good idea that you did, like, not having seen it before, removing yourself completely as best you can. Like, I don't know anything about this movie. What's happening? Yeah. So, like, I go into this, I'm like, oh, that's obviously, we're in a dream in yes. mind. You know what I mean? But um, we open in that, only it's not a cute blonde like Tina. Uh, <laughs> it's a dude named Dean. Okay. The sitting. Dean that we don't know what he's supposed to be in the 1984 version. Okay. <laughs> and he's sitting in a diner. Oh. Um, yeah, and he's being stalked by Freddy. Um, so uh, lots of gr greens and reds, flashing lights. Okay. Um, really neat stuff. He wakes up eventually from this dream. He's having a Freddy. Um he has a conversation with a cute blonde. Oh. Okay. So okay. we have Chris, who I had kind of mentioned earlier is like your Tina. Yeah. So Chris shows up, um, talks to Dean whilst he's awake for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, and then she pieces. She's like, I'll go to the bathroom. And, <laughs> and uh, bye. And uh, Freddie, so Dean falls asleep again because he had been staying up for days. Um, Freddie strikes with a diner steak knife. Oh. But he makes it look like Dean killed himself by slashing his own throat wow. in his dream. So pretty brutal opener. Um and Chris had just Way different. Chris had just come back from powdering her nose and was like <laughs> as he like cuts yeah. his own throat. So it's pretty awesome. Um and I liked that in this movie they peeled the band-aid off right away of showing Freddie. Now he's pretty dark in the scenes, like, he's in the shadowy kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, But you get a pretty decent look at him really early on, and I liked that because I thought to myself, people who were such big fans of the original, some of them are just going to hate the new look no yes. matter what. Yeah, they're so not going to want it. Yeah, they're going to hate him, and what they did, so you may as well show him pretty quickly so that you're just getting rid of their disappointment up front, and then yeah. they can just... Stop waiting for the reveal. You exactly. Know what I mean? But anywho, our our openers are similar, but I feel like from 1984 to 2010, 2010 is like let's just go balls to the wall and show Dean ripping his own throat open with a serrated right. knife. And that's where we get in the difference between if we want to talk about just horror, the horror genre in general mm -hmm. is that. As, you know, we, as those movies have progressed over years and years and years of, you know, whatever, people want, people's likes and dislikes change and what they want and what they expect change. Now it's all about, you want to see it, you want to see the blood, guts, and gore, you want to see the torture, you want to see, I don't, I don't. But most people, that's what they expect and that's just what it's all kind of, uh, what's the word, uh, evolved into mm -hmm. versus back in the day, you had a lot more hiding and you didn't see as much of this and you, you know maybe you only saw bits and pieces of that and left more to the imagination yeah so I mean I think that that's definitely one thing that these two movies obviously are going to have different from one another is mm -hmm. that although the 1984 version had a shit ton of stuff that is not so calm and collected and obviously yeah. like 
it's in your face, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I that that the, the openers are way different. Yeah, way 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 different. Yeah, holy shit, good stuff. So I mean, I guess we can say always we know that a lot of this has to do with dreaming. Mm-hmm. So clearly, <laughs> that's how Freddie gets you. Spoiler <laughs> alert. So you know. Uh, just the beginning of, of the 1984, other than the, just the opening, you know, we meet our four main teens, Tina, Nancy, Glenn, and Rod, all besties, right? Some some relationships going on in there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then automatically we're right to a sleepover at Tina's because she was scared of the dream. And this is where Colleen's a bad friend and is like, fuck you, Tina. No one cares. <laughs> Get over yourself. But um, one of the main reasons Johnny Depp was chosen was because Wes Craven's daughter thought he was dreaming. Yes! So that is, I wanted to mention, you know, just going into the characters and first meeting them and everything, Mm -hmm. that is something just that I thought was just so funny. And I literally, as I was typing this, I said, me too. Right? She's patting herself on the back. She is like, yes, good me. Good me. Good me. (laughs) Johnny Depp's like writing her a thank you card. He sends one every year. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for helping me, like, (laughs) die on film. (laughs) Die on film, right? (laughs) So then, and then other than that, you know, and I don't want to skip too far ahead to like what you might be, I'm sure, I know we're not right on top of each other with this, but yeah, you know, we learned pretty quickly that Nancy and Tina had very similar, if not the same dream about Freddie. Mm-hmm. And we learned the first thing that they had that the thing that kind of gave me the goosies mm-hmm. was whenever they both stop and compare the fact that he had a claw. Yes. And then Tina, no, not Tina. I literally got goosebumps again. When Nancy does that. That's so... Yeah. Because believe it or not, the sound she makes is almost dead on to what the actual sound sounds like whenever he does that in the movie. Like, yeah. it's creepy how well she does that. Yeah, it is really good. It's because they recorded Heather Langenkamp making that sound, <laughs> and then they <laughs> they just put it in everywhere. <laughs> She's like, really, guys, really? <laughs> but I just thought that that was really um, good. And then I just have one fun fact yeah. that I want to uh, pepper in here. And then I want to start going through the beginning of yours as well, if you like. So the idea behind the glove was a practical one on Wes Craven's part, as he wanted to give the character a unique weapon, but also something that could be made cheaply and wouldn't be difficult to use or transport. At the time, he was studying primal fears embedded in the subconscious of people of all cultures and discovered that one of those fears is attacked by animal claws. Around the same time, he saw he saw his cat un, unsheath its claws, and the two concepts merged. Although the original script, uh, although in the original scripts, the blades were fishing knives, not steak knives, as in the finished film. Wow, interesting. So animals have a lot to do with that, huh? Yeah, I mean it makes sense. They do kind of look like giant fucking tiger claws, but like really big. Yeah, you know, and shiny mm-hmm. and loud when used appropriately. And- I love it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, ours open or mine the the 2010, if you will. It opens um after the Dean scene. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Dean scene. I hope I'm using the right. No wonder he doesn't. No wonder he doesn't really compare to anybody else because he dies right away. <laughs> hey, yeah. Peace out. Bye. Um. So it it after that, and it actually gets into more of the characters. You know, the other people that are going to be in the movie. It does have those scenes where it's setting up the friendships, but like. It's kind of weird because they all can <laughs> converge at Dean's funeral. Oh, so, of course they do. Not so happy. That sounds like a Final Destination movie. I know, right? Yeah. And then a plane crashed and, and then, it was over. And then it's all done. It landed on all of them. <laughs> the plane crash from Final Destination actually landed on the kids from the Freddy remake. Devin oh. Sawa was like, and I'm oh. spent. 
Gosh darn it, dog. So, uh, what was I saying? Shit. We got interrupted by animals. Go figure in this house. Why wouldn't we? So, um, Dean, the scene after Dean's funeral. Dean's funeral. So, it, a big difference to me is these characters aren't closely, tightly knitted as they are in the OG. Yeah. Um, so in, in the 2010, um, they are kind of like, they seem to, they, they interact like they're fringe friends. You know what I mean? Um, like, they're in different cliques. They're not snoots toward one another, but, like, you can tell that Chris and Nancy, it's almost like they don't really know each other terribly well, but Chris notices um, on, you know, like, the photo board of, of Dean's growing up years. <laughs> they're over. But yeah. they're, <laughs> they're done. There's a picture of Dean and Chris as a little girl, and oh. she's, like, weird. I don't remember knowing Dean until I went to high school. Hmm. But then you see all these other, you know, characters. Oh, drop a pen. <laughs> shooting again. Writer without a pen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you do get to meet these other characters. And I had mentioned earlier, so Chris, um, Quentin, Nancy, um, Jesse, you know, all these people are there, but like they're not buddy buddy. Right. You know, but they do know each other and they're all connected. And that's how they kind of set up these characters and you you learn early on too um that Quentin's had a had a like huge rager for Nancy for a while oh, so yeah um but like your Tina to Nancy scene when they compare and contrast notes on Fredward yeah um Chris talks about seeing Dean and says it was like someone was doing it to him he was saying you're not real he wasn't killing himself like everyone thinks uh... he did someone made him do it and Nancy speaks up and is like I know I know what you're talking about because, you know, Chris yeah. is like, Dean said he's have, having crazy dreams and then he kills himself, but he didn't kill himself. And Nancy's like, I know exactly who you're talking about. I've had dreams. Well, then this Jesse guy busts in and is like, hey, Chris is already fucked up enough, Nancy. Shut up. And then they leave. <laughs> That's, like, That's that. And Nancy's like, you have no idea what I've seen. And she says, that's the only thing I don't like about Nancy. My Nancy, she doesn't open her mouth enough. It's like she's also <laughs> eating oatmeal with Freddie. Yes, um, with Freddie. They're enjoying it together. So it sets it up that they're acquaintances. Yeah. And, you know, Nancy and her soon-to-be dude are going to be acquaintances. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. That's great. So, and then I've got a lot of homages that I want to kind of follow your lead on. Because okay. mine is definitely biting the style of yours. So. Okay. So, you know, once again, I, I told you offline that I... Uh, there was just too many things reading through the fun facts, like the trivia, that mm -hmm. I think most of the notes I at this point, not most, but a lot are fun facts. So, you know, as we all know, the first ones to have sex are going to die. So, yeah. you know, right away, everyone's staying over at Tina's house because her mom's out of town. She's scared of her dream. We've got Tina and Rod together in Nancy, or Nancy's. In uh, Tina's mom's bedroom, doing the nasty, and then we also loud. really loud, <laughs> They're really so loud, yelly. super loud. They're having a good old time. The guy is like, oh. And then we've got poor Nancy sleeping in the creepy crucifix bed, which is Tina's room. And then we have, dare he not, if it was me, uh, and I need to stop talking about it because obviously you guys know I have an obsession with Johnny Depp at this point. But we have Johnny Depp sleeping on the couch by himself. Mm -hmm. So, fun fact, that the scene where Glenn, Johnny Depp, 
lies on the couch and can hear Tina and Rod having sex was based on an incident from Wes Craven's own life where he lay on a couch listening to a couple having sex next door. <laughs> I love that. So I thought that, that was great. Um, but then, of course, you know, we have the first, the first real... For for the nineteen for the OG version, we have the first real kind of encounter that we know that okay, whatever Tina was seeing uh, in her dream is now starting to come into the real world, and we're starting to get a glimpse of it. So this is where we see that the creepy crucifix falls off the wall, and you know Nancy wakes up and she's like, "What the heck is that?" And you know tries to put it back up there, and then. Uh, well, there, it, there's a, the scene that cuts, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then we come back to that same scene and the face and the hands are through the ceiling. Like, yes. no thanks. Love it. And they, like, push down through the ceiling. Love it. Oh, my God, terrifying. Oh, can I jump in yes, real fast? Yes, 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 They homage that in the remake. Your version, the effects were way better. Really? I love that. I, I can tell you how they did it. It's Thank you. I would love to hear that. Because mm -hmm. this, I know exactly how they did it. It's fucking CGI. And yeah. it's, it's cheese ball. And, I, like, I get it. <clears throat> but the only other thing I wanted to say was because you're kicking off the one, the, the first homage that I had to your movie. Um, there's a lot. And, and honest, I promise I'm not going to mention every homage. No, you're fine. This episode will be longer than the Misery one. <laughs> <laughs> if I do that. There were so many shots mirroring the 84 that are almost identical. Really? That people were pissed off and said it was Aww. plagiarism instead Aww. of homages. And I was like, well, maybe I should too. But I am pre... I like it. I like... Yeah. But I mean, anyway, yeah. If you're if you're an OG fan, though, you would appreciate that yeah. they, they recognize that and they put it in there. I don't think it is... It's not plagiarism if it's the same damn freaking name of the... I mean, they're not trying to... Yeah. I mean, I get it. Okay, so technically, the <laughs> this is a paraphrase. <laughs> Definition of plagiarism, I guess, is putting something out there and making people think that it's your own idea. Yes, yes. Okay, I get it, but, like, like you were just, to your point, you were just making... They're paying tribute to it because it's exactly what you've seen. Right. They're yes. not stealing the idea. They're thanking it for existing first so they could copy it. Right. I get it. Right. But right. there are a lot of them. I won't bring up all of them, but some. And that was the first one. And yours was way better. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you how it happened. Please Because do. I was like, I need to know. And it better be in these goddamn trivia notes because I'll be pissed. <laughs> So, it was shot by stretching a sheet of spandex across a hole in the wall and pressing against it. In the shot, Freddie is played by special effects designer Jim Doyle. Oh. So it's not actually Robert England that does huh. it. Yeah, so it's Maybe just he's spandex. Maybe spandex. <laughs> spandex. <laughs> was that Freudian slip? That was definitely a Freudian slip. <laughs> definitely allergic to latex. Love <laughs> <laughs> Robert England. Anyway, go Oh on. my gosh. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, that I mean, that's pretty much how that part was done. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we start moving into it. We, we start to ramp up pretty quickly where there's a chase scene with Tina mm -hmm. and Freddy's in the alleyway, which I think is the scariest scene in the whole movie with Freddy. I don't know why. It, it freaks me out for some reason. And how we talked, well, yeah, but how we talked about, how we talked about how he runs and how he moves. Yeah. And how we, like, discussed earlier how he pictured himself and how he came to be the Freddy that he was. Yeah. Creeped me out. But the scene where Freddy's arms elongate <laughs> were achieved by having men with fishing poles on each side of the alley 
of the alley operating a set of puppet arms attached to Robert England. <laughs> it's cute. It is cute. He's like a little marionette. He is a little marionette. Which he plays one in Dream Warriors. <laughs> I was like, I think where, it's number five. Where are we going with this? We'll get there. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Go on. That's really so, cute. Yeah, yeah. So, um... And I, once again, I don't want to go too too far because I know that our plots are not exactly the same. Uh-huh. But then the silhouette of Freddy running after Tina in the alley is terrifying. And, you know, cutting off two of his fingers is really gross. And how he makes her, like, stop and stare and watch him do it. Um, I thought that was disgusting. And then we get to, like, the first, like, big and pretty gruesome and terrifying death. Although there's some comical parts to it, in my opinion. <laughs> So we get to Tina's death. Yeah. I just want to, I'm going to rip it off like a band-aid here. Go for it. So obviously she's under the cover. She's being attacked by something. And now she's sliced down the front of her stomach with his, you know, his razor blades. And she's screaming and Rod wakes up and, you know, he tries to help her. She starts floating in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, You know, Freddie kind of like pushes her into him and he fl- flies backwards. Yeah. This is where it loses me. Oh, I knew that would be a spot. I get lost in this one time. Yeah. Granted, I totally understand that if that happened to me in real life and someone was just floating around the room, I probably wouldn't move or do anything either. But I also wouldn't just stand and go, Tina! (laughs) Tina! And just keep very nonchalantly screaming her name as if that's going to do something. I think I would have at least opened the door and tried to get help, maybe. So that kind of lost me there, but it does, and it also takes everyone a while to come running, in in my opinion, (laughs) as she is screaming bloody murder while she's getting pulled over the ceiling, bleeding everywhere. Yeah. And everyone's like, wait, what? What's happening? I don't Mm -hmm. understand. And so then they finally come to the room and she's dead. Yeah. Lots of blood. And I did, I tried to find how they did that scene and all I really found was that they clearly obviously had her on pulleys and I read that uh, Tina's character really, really disliked that scene a lot, as I'm sure she probably did because she is really yanked around if you go back and watch it. So yeah. just pulley system, probably she was uh, to some harness of some sort. Right. Um, but that's all I know about that. So yeah. No, that's interesting. Oh, I do have it. Pardon me, I'm so sorry. It's probably not anything different than what I just said. But the scene of Tina, Amanda Weiss, thrashing across the ceiling was shot using a rotating room set, which was slowly spun to allow her to roll into position. Oh, I do have so... I'm so sorry. Uh, The camera was bolted to the wall, and the cameraman strapped into a chair beside it, which turned in tandem with the room. For the two shots where Rod and Tina reach, reach for one another... As Tina is on the ceiling, she is really lying on the floor, and Garcia is upside down with his hair pasted down to stay flat. The effect was so good that just before shooting began, Weiss got a bad case of vertigo. Yes. Yes. So I did find it. I think I found this last minute and was, like, so exhausted from just trying to search for it that I just copied and pasted it and put it in there. I love that trivia. So, yeah, that... That was really, really cool. So I'm going to pause myself on that. No, I I read, I read about that scene being shot and Mm. that she did start to panic and, and had like a reaction to just how surreal that would be. Oh, sure. And that Wes, I think this was the scene, Wes pokes his head up through the window of the room that was rotating when they're off, you know, obviously they're like between takes or whatever. And he's like, look at me. 
Yeah. I'm on the floor. <clears throat> You're looking at me. Like to help her because the room was upside down. Right. I mean, I would have I would have barfed oh, yeah, over instead of blood. Barfed. Those those <laughs> things. Yeah, those um, those those uh what are those things that you see at like like I'm gonna sound like such a nerd, but like at astronaut camp and like those different things where it like makes you feel like vertigo where they yeah. put you in that thing and it just spins in all different kinds. Oh, I, I would throw up all over everything. Ugh. There's no way. No way. Nope. 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 Love so what that. else? What kind of other fun things do you have there before I just tell the entire movie? Um, I, I feel bad. I was just, just getting sucked in. I was like, it's been a while since I've seen the original. I was getting all excited. Talking, talking, talking. Um, no, it's it's interesting because we um, we start to experience similar to how Tina. It's like Tina's journey with Freddie. You know that you see the most of during the beginnings of of your movie. It's kind of like that with mine. So Chris, the Tina <laughs> of this movie. Um, She's the formerly mentioned cute blonde girl, also yes. like Tina. Mm -hmm. um, her pre-death dream sequence is a total nod to Tina's also. Yeah. Um, that she is sleeping, is awakened by her dog barking in this one. Mm. Um, goes outside. His name's Rufus. Go figure. Of course it, it is. It, it totally is. Of course it is. Uh, I was like, of course. Back to episode one. All the way back. <laughs> yep. Um, so she goes out to look for Rufus. <laughs> She's yelling for him, all that jazz. Uh, realizes she's locked out of the house now. Or no, no, I'm sorry, I misspoke. She's not locked out. Shuts the door behind her, but is in their backyard, dark, what have you. So trying to find the dog. She finds the um, the dog, by the way. he uh, Freddie killed it. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's dead. So of course he is. You see the dog lying on the grass with a, the blades, you know what I mean? Like it had been sliced. Oh. And you hear... I was only petting him. And that's Freddie's like, hey, Tina, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry, just, not Tina, Chris. I just got gooseies. <laughs> oh, my God. He was God. only petting him. He just oh, used the wrong hand. Oh, my Silly. God. He's like Edward Scissorhands. Silly mistake. But he never actually kills dogs anyways. Well, after he was done shaping um, Chris's shrubs outside and turkeyaries... <laughs> <laughs> so then um we go back inside chris chris runs inside right yeah. so she hears freddie she sees him briefly in the shadows she bolts goes back inside um and and eventually there's more dream-esque pieces of this but it pretty much follows along with what tina was experiencing yeah. so um then you do see chris um uh, wake up she is lying there next to uh, Jesse. Jesse uh -huh. had come over to keep her company because she's wigged, right? Yeah. So similar to your your rod. Yeah, similar. <laughs> <laughs> similar to your sleepover scene. Jesse shows up yeah. and stays with Chris. So Chris wakes up from this nightmare, tries to wake Jesse. He's the worst sleepover by of like course. buddy anyway. By the way, he's just like no. he doesn't wake up. She goes, washes her face, comes back, lays down. Things are great. Freddie's there, laying in bed next to her. So the whole faux, I'm washing my face because I'm awake thing, she was still really in her dream. Yeah. So she's killed like Tina. Chris's uh. demise is the same rolly room that Tina. Oh, really? Yeah. Only, <clears throat> again, got to hand it to yours because it did it way, they did it way better. Yeah. Chris's death scene is similar where she's floating around, she's being thrown everywhere, she, um, you know, Jessie's there screaming for her and watching all of this happen, and when she's raised up in the air at the end of her uh, scene, then she gets the slice down the, oh. the front of her and she <clears throat> falls onto the bed and a splash of blood and is dead. Yeah. The reason I like yours better is because it's so much more drawn out. Right. It's agonizing. Yeah. Watching Tina die 
With Chris, you're just kind of like, oh, I happen to notice she's wearing a shirt with a number 10 on it, which is the same number that Glenn wears on his jersey. Later oh, in you're your right. Movie. So they kind of tried Ooh, to give a little nods here I and like there. that. I still am always going to like the Tina I version like of the death that. scene, though. But, yeah. I, I, you know, Chris is, it's cool. It's whatever. It's, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. Up. It's good. And then Jesse's on the run, similar to Rod, not okay. to take away, but oh, Jesse yeah. bolts out of the house. Um... Covered in, you know, obviously Chris's blood, and their um, security system goes off. So he's booking it because now the neighborhood knows something's up. Something happened. So just to catch up on my side, that's where we're at. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to kind of leave off where you, or start where you left off. So similar to what you kind of just started saying is that Rod leaves, he runs out of the house, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't really see him run, I don't think. From what I remember, I don't think we actually see Rod run out of the Mm -hmm. house. It just cuts to the police show up and we meet Sergeant and Lieutenant. Or Sergeant and... Well, we don't really... They don't show up to the house. We meet Sergeant Thompson and Mrs. Thompson, Nancy's parents, who are just already at the police station. Yes. And which, if we're going to talk about nods, I kind of feel like, if anything, Scream is a nod to the original Freddy, because that's what happens in Scream whenever, uh, after the first, uh, when, uh, isn't her name Nancy? Who, Sydney? Sydney. <laughs> Who's Nancy? Heather Langenkamp. No, but there, isn't there a Nancy in Scream? Bernie Mara. I'm getting off, I'm getting off topic, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to put it in there. But no, I kind of feel like that's almost a nod, because whenever they go to the, to the, the, the sheriff's office, you know, uh, Sydney knows somebody there. It's kind of similar to how Freddie, you know, oh, yeah. Nancy knows her dad. Yeah. And then we learn really quickly that there's a connection there and all that other fun shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, it's probably not a nod, but I'm just making it that way right now. So, and then this is where we figure out, as we already mentioned, that Nancy's mom has a bit of a morning coffee pick-me-up, you know, the next <laughs> day. Um, and this is where Rod is on the run. And he catches up to Nancy and tells mm. her, like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I'm innocent. They, you know, of course, her dad is just shows up out of the blue and saves the day and they arrest Rod. Yeah. And then uh, this is where we get to Nancy falling asleep in school. Mm. Okay. So okay. she's like, no, I'll just sleep in study hall. I'll sleep at school. I'll sleep yeah. in study class. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to study, Nancy. What Come we on. have then is, uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, I did also mention that this is just one of my funny, like, things that I had to put in there is that everybody keeps trying to keep Nancy from going to school. Yeah. She's got to learn. Like, <laughs> you can't just keep her at home forever just because there was this mysterious murder that everybody thinks it was Rod when it wasn't, but you guys don't know that yet. Then I'd be like, worst attendance case ever. I'd be like, okay, you're probably right. Yeah. I better stay not, home for I a week. I don't feel good. Watch James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. <laughs> good callback. <laughs> So, anyway, so we get to Nancy falling asleep in school, and it's definitely creepy how she sees Tina in the body bag sitting next to her, <laughs> and then, you know, the the kids, <clears throat> pardon me, the kid that's at the front of the class that's reading Shakespeare, but he's starting to re- read really slowly, and yeah. kind of like, I, I don't know, it was just, it was very creepy. I think um, they call that like a stage whisper or something, when you're just practicing, and he yeah. starts doing that. Yeah, it's something extremely like creepy. It's just awesome. like staring at Nancy. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, she gets up for whatever reason. She thinks it's a great idea. I know she's dreaming, but she, you know, she starts to follow the the pooling of blood that's going down the hallway. And 
something else that I had read, and I don't think I put it in here, is that um, Tina's character dreaded and absolutely despised the scene. I don't think it's that scene. It, I think it was that scene because she has bugs in the body bag with her, doesn't she? They're like, they're like eels and stuff. Yes, I think that's yeah. later in the in the. But she absolutely despised that scene. Like literally hated it was terrified of doing that scene is that when the centipede comes out of her mouth yes yeah yep. that's Ugh. further that's not super further down but it's it's shortly after oh, okay yeah but um she hated it so you know tina's in the body bag uh and then you know nancy starts running down the hallway and she run in she runs into a girl to tell her you know <laughs> you need a hall pass and at first you're thinking like this is ridiculous but I immediately caught on to the fact that she was wearing a green and red sweater. Mm-hmm. I immediately caught on to that. And whenever she turns around and she looks back and she's holding, like, it's actually Freddie, but it's, like, just some random girl. Yeah. And so now we, we're like, oh, shit, he's, like, really here. Uh, I thought it was extremely creepy how Tina, when Nancy's looking down the hallway and Tina's in the body bag laying on the floor... And her legs just automatically just pick up, but there's no one there. And then yes. she just gets, oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, my God. It's so scary. It's yeah. just so, it's so terrifying. I have goosebumps all over. <laughs> I, literally from head to toe right now. Mm-hmm. And so then, of course, she follows the pool of blood, of course, because that's always the smart thing to do. Yeah. And then, uh, fun fact, all of the boiler room footage in the film was shot in the basement of the Lincoln Heights Jail in Los Angeles, which was condemned shortly after production wrapped due to high levels of asbestos. Oh, no. <laughs> so God knows what they were breathing in when they were doing those scenes. So that was the real cause of Tina's demise. Yes, it really, truly was, yeah. And then just a couple <laughs> other quick things before, because this is all kind of like one scene, this yeah. scene specifically. So, uh, um, no, I might be skipping. I might pause on that. Mm. Well, Rod is now having dreams about Freddy. He goes and she, you know, those two, she eventually, because, yeah, I'm skipping that scene. So eventually Nancy gets out of the school. Oh, she gets out because she burns her arm off the pipe. Yeah. So he finds her in the boiler room. I don't know how I skipped that on the notes. She, you know, sees, sees, he comes after her and she burns herself on one of the pipes down in the boiler room and wakes herself up. And then she comes out with a burn on her arm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where we also kind of start to see that, like, you can sort of bring things back with you from your dream, essentially. Because, like, obviously we saw that Tina died, but we didn't see, I mean, she just died. Obviously, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, now you can bring things back. That was, like, the first thing that I was like, well, shit, like. <laughs> it didn't happen in her dream. It happened, like, for real. Like, <laughs> right. Damn. So, um, I'm going to I'm gonna pause on that one because I do have a fun fact after that. And I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to... I, I don't want to go too fast. I don't want to go through everything too quickly. Cool. Cool. Um, well, similar to your running uh, for Rod and Nancy. And that that's uh, my bad because, yeah, you're right. He sees her the day after. Yeah. Um, so, Jesse runs to Nancy's immediately after Chris dies and okay. sneaks into her room mm. and she's still awake. She's up painting an or uh, chalking an angsty chalk painting. Uh <laughs> listening to her earbuds. She did have her earbuds her boots on. She probably did. Yeah. And she should have been in bed. It was too late. Because the mom <laughs> walks in and she's like, Nance, seriously? <laughs> put your fucking uh put, chalk, put it away. Oh my god, was she drawing chalk circles like Aiden? She kind of looked like it. <laughs> Seriously, she was doing more shading than Yeah, Aiden so it was did. a little bit more gentle. She was more shading than Aiden. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is with the rhyming tonight. I, can't I don't know. As well. I like it. Uh, the mom busts in and is like, you need to go to sleep. Because that's where all the teens are dying these days and you got to catch up. 
So uh, parents always do that in these movies. Yeah. So Jesse runs to Nancy uh, and says, and she she automatically sees him covered in blood and is like, whose blood is that? And he said, it's Chris. She's dead. I did not do it. Well, he goes to leave the house, you know, because her mom's like, hey, I told you no chalking after midnight. <laughs> so she starts to walk in. So Jesse pieces and is uh, picked up by the cops right outside. Okay. So as he's being taken away to jail. Um, he's yelling at Nancy out, you know, from the back of the cup car, you know, you know what did it? It wasn't because they, they talked, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I know now that you weren't bullshitting. Like somebody killed her in front of me and, and now I see why, you know, what you guys were talking about. Right. At old Dean's funeral. Oh yeah. Old Dean's. Jimmy Dean's. Old Jimmy Dean's funeral. <laughs> he made the best sausage. Isn't that what that is? Yes. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so, um... As, so I'm trying to think if there's like any other little mini scenes in there that have to show connection. I mean, everyone since Dean's funeral is starting to kind of talk to each other more. Nancy got in touch with Quentin. You know what I mean? And it's like, shit's fucked up, dude. Like, right. we need to, ta- you know, we need to tag team this stuff. Right. Um. So uh, one thing I'll say about, if, if you don't mind, I would like to jump in and yeah. talk a little about what happens with old Jesse. Yeah. You're cool with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he gets his ass hauled off to jail. Right. Um, and real fast, Jesse's done. Oh, wow. So real quick, um, that night. <clears throat> so he gets thrown in a cell with a dude. There's bunk beds. Looks adorable. Looks comfy. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Real quaint. A little cozy. Yeah. Um, so they're in that cell together, and Jesse is on the top bunk, like, smacking himself in the face. Stay awake, stay awake, stay yeah. awake. Right? Um. And he, and the dude, the bunkmate's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you know, they put me with the craziest guy so on the cell block. That's yep. a heap. Um, so that guy has no idea what's going on. Jesse, obviously trying to stay awake. He does slip uh, into a sleep. Um, and you pretty quickly realize when he wakes up that he's getting let out of the cell. Mm-hmm. But it's not in real life. Yeah. So he has a run-in with Fredward. Um Freddy, you know, taunts him. It's boiler room scene. Freddy does kill um, Jesse uh-huh. uh, by um, stabbing him through, from behind, through his, like, chest, oh. torso area. Yeah. And then he strings Jesse up by his feet and says, did you know that after the heart stops beating, the brain will operate for over seven minutes. So we've got six more minutes to play. <gasps> yeah. What in the fuck? Oh my God. <laughs> and that's true. The oh. brain will stay awake and alive or whatever for like up to 10 minutes. They said after the heart stops beating. So Jesse is just like, ah, oh, no. So oh when God. he was stabbed through his chest, in his cell, his heart, his chest explodes, and he oh. dies, drops oh. dead, and the dude that's in there with him starts banging on the door, and is like, I didn't do it! <laughs> and I'm like, that guy is fucked. Yeah. He's, he's in there for life. He's, he's done, man. If he wasn't already, he is now. He's he done. was probably in there for, like, stealing something stupid, and like now he's in there cigarettes. for murder. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fred. Thanks so much, Freddie. <laughs> so I didn't. I jumped ahead, but it. I. It was just that was the path Jesse well, went no, on. And, and Jesse's gone now. And that's yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of leading in that direction, anyways. So I might backtrack, backtrack a smidge, but not by much. So you know, we we start once again, like just to kind of connect the the jail scenes. So Nancy mm-hmm. goes to visit Rod yeah. in the OG, right? 
And she goes to visit Ron. They're talking, and he's like, "Yeah, I saw this guy with knives for fingers," and like da da da. And she and he's like, "Like, do you believe me now?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I fucking believe you." And so then she just leaves, <laughs> doesn't say bye or anything. She's like, "No, folks, excuse me, I have homework." Yeah. So she goes home, and like the next scene for this is that she goes home, and this is the scene where, well, there is the bathtub scene, which somehow, uh, mm, yeah, somehow I don't know how I skipped this in the notes, but I. I know what it is. So when she goes home and she decides to take a bath and, you know, she's singing the Freddie song, which, by the way, like, is the creepiest thing on earth because how the fuck does she know that song? I didn't understand that it's the theme song of the movie, but, like, why is Nancy singing that in the bathtub? <laughs> it's her lullaby. I guess. <laughs> um, so, and I didn't read anywhere if, like, in the movie, like, the script, like, she made it up in her head to keep herself up or whatever. But... Either way, so she's, you know, singing the song to herself, mm -hmm. and um, so she sings the song, and then she starts to fall asleep, and then very molesty, creepy, by the way, can we just say, she, you know, the hand comes up in between her legs there, yeah, out of the bathtub, and then, you know, thank goodness mom knocks on the door, good old Marge knocks on the door, and wakes her up real quick, and she's like, I got some more milk for you. And she's like, more milk? Ugh. Like, which I don't blame her. Yeah, that's my, my mom, reaction. My mom used to do that to me all the time. She'd be like, more milk. And I mean, I don't believe it really makes you sleepy. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. But I would drink it just to appease my mother. I would drink, like, warm mm. whiskey. <laughs> I guess I'm more of a Marge. <laughs> you're more, you're definitely more of a Marge. You came from that gene pool. Uh, so... But, so she, you know, she's like, okay, well, don't fall asleep in there. You know, so many people die from drowning in their bathtubs. And she's like, I won't. So then she falls asleep, and then he drags her down into the into the bathtub, which I did briefly read that the bathtub scene is just a tank. And all they did was they just put, like, um, like coverings around it, like, mm -hmm. to make it look like there was bubbles above her, that that's oh. why there was, like, a space. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's really all I read about it. I didn't really cool. read anything else other than that. But it was just, like, a small tank that they just kind of blacked out. Yeah. So she somehow miraculously makes it out of the bathtub, right? Mm -hmm. So now she gets out of the bathtub. She's in her bedroom. And this is where she's trying to keep herself up. Mm -hmm. And this is a fun fact. And I noticed this the second... And I was like, this also better be a fun fact so I can get exact notes on it. Okay. So when she's laying in bed and she's watching TV from bed. Yeah. Her little tiny little baby TV. Oh, it's adorable. It's so cute. Nancy trying Nancy trying not to sleep. So in this movie, Nancy is shown watching, uh, is it Rami's? Ramey's? Sam Raimi. Raimi? Okay. Raimi's The Evil Dead. Craven decided to include the scene because Raimi had featured a poster of Craven's Hills Have Eyes and The Evil Dead. Raimi also showed Freddy Krueger's glove in the tool shed scene of Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, and later in Ash versus Ash versus Dead. That's awesome. So I was like, I know that movie. I know that movie. <laughs> I know that movie. So I'm yeah. like, they have to mention it. Um, and then they did. So I thought that was really cool. Can I add to yeah. about the glove uh, showing up in the... Yeah. Uh, Evil Dead, or in the, what was it? Uh, um, the glove shows up in Evil Dead 2, Dead uh, by Dawn, and later Nash versus Evil Dead. Okay. Um, so I, I read that uh, those gloves, there were so many of them on the sets of all the Nightmare movies, and they were a hot commodity because <clears throat> they'd get stolen. Right. And that's how they think that maybe it showed up in Evil Dead 2. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is really, really Little cool. rogue Freddy glove. Yeah, I like it. Real quickly, there yeah. was also, that was another homage I wanted to mention, was the... Um, Freddie between the legs and the bathtub. Oh scene. yeah. Um, but they um, they uh, they didn't do the whole tank 
thing yeah. like yours does. No. So, no, it's a quick, it's just a bloop, and Oh, then and then it's gone. just done. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, it goes into another nightmare of Nancy's, but she doesn't get dragged into the Oh, gotcha. So anyway, go on. Um, let's see. So then I'm just trying to see if there's anything else because I tried to keep it simple. You know how I am with my bullet points. So, da, 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 da. so yeah, Nancy's in a, uh, whoa, wait, no. <laughs> Nancy's not going to sleep to try and catch her Freddy yet. Hold on. Hold on here. I thought I messed up. I did not. So it is Nancy for the, we'll say the first time around. So Nancy does try to go to sleep and wants to try to capture Freddy. Mm -hmm. But before that happens, Glenn comes up through her, through the, through the, what is it, the, the trellis, <laughs> just like a real prince, yes. comes up through the, comes up through the trellis and then sneaks into the window, they're talking, and I do love the scene when Johnny's like, ooh, <laughs> love that scene, um, just because it's so stupid, but he comes up, they're, they're talking, and she's like, can you do something for me? Like, can you really do this? Yeah. And his whole job is that, like, she's going to fall asleep and he has to stay awake. Kind of similar to what you were talking about earlier, but just different characters in a way mm -hmm. where he ends up falling asleep. But anyways, I, I digress. I'm getting too far. So <clears throat> I also wanted to mention that when she's first, and there's a lot of things. Maybe I just had this movie in my mind mm -hmm. once I figured out that the, that, the, uh, that the sergeant or whoever was from Scream as well is that there's sort of the same kind of ominous, ominous music as Scream mm -hmm. at certain parts to me. Yeah. So not the actual main parts of it, but when she's walking down the alleyway to go to the jail. Like, she comes out of the house. Yeah. And she's walking down the alleyway. She, there's like a, you know how Scream has like a lot of like, kind of like ominous singing in the background? Like, yeah. Oh. I yeah. can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's so bad. I am not a singer. So, um, but you know how it has that. There are certain tiny bits and pieces where they do the same kind of thing when Nancy's walking, like, towards the jail. Yeah. And where you hear, like, that, like, oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I would I just it. like to add. Yes. I think that you are a singer because we hit some really good notes when we sang Suddenly Seymour earlier we together. We did. So. Suddenly Seymour. Oh, I like this. <laughs> I'll make our own version. Fine. I'm going to have the best dreams. Yes, absolutely. So just to kind of like, we're going to fast forward a little bit. So I think this is, I, I, I do think that I did skip this part and I apologize because it is also important, but just to go back to where you kind of left off on. So she gets to the jail. Mm -hmm. She sees at this point that, that Freddie comes into the jail and then he just disappears, right? Mm -hmm. But Glenn also isn't waking up to wake her up, and she keeps yelling for him, and he's like, I'm here, I'm here, but then he doesn't do anything after that. Yeah. She sees, that's where she sees Tina again. I'm getting this part a little bit Yeah, confused. you're right. Yeah, she sees Tina again, like, in that alleyway. That's when she's got the eels yes. and the bug and, and in the, the mouth. And, the, and the, probably the, the thousand legger that was in your house. Yes. Yes. The one I haven't found yet. Oh, my God. I know. It's just waiting I'm glad Tina ate it. Yeah. <laughs> one of us had to. Well, the other maybe. So that's You're where right. she sees Tina, and then she's coming around the jail, and she's yelling for Glenn, and then Freddie jumps out of the bushes and tackles her, and she just so I think she magically lands on. No, she doesn't land on the the trellis. Anyways, so then she runs back to the house. Another fun fact that I read about, but I didn't actually write it down, was that whenever she's running away back to the house, she actually 
cut herself pretty badly mm -hmm. in uh, like that scene and actually went to the hospital and I got stitches and came back for filming. Oh. Ugh. So like there is a scene where you kind of see her trip and her bare feet when she's running back to the house I think. Yeah. And she actually really did like cut her foot pretty bad. Gross. So poor Nancy. Yeah. And then she I uh, thought this scene was really cool. Don't have the fun fact on it but I'm still going to mention it. When she finally runs into the house and Freddie comes up behind and punches through the the uh the little square window of the front door, yeah. and he's got Tina's face over yes. his face, and he's like, just Tina, or Nancy, I just want you to hold me, or whatever it is, and then it's, it's, it's Freddie, right? Yeah. And then she starts running up the stairs, but she can't go up the stairs because her feet are sinking into the stairs. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is, but I'm guessing mashed potatoes. Um, it is shit. It's not shit. I could <laughs> It is. I used to know what that was. It's oatmeal. Oh. Actually, oh. <laughs> Good what? good good round <laughs> like, out. I don't the even one know. that keeps bringing up oatmeal. <laughs> I don't even like it. Oh, um, so I can't remember. Stacy, I cannot remember what the other ingredient is. But yeah, it basically turned it into like mush. Yeah, like the stickiest oatmeal stuff. would make more sense. I can't remember what else it is though. It's oatmeal mixed with something like rubber cement, something crazy. Yeah, something, something that was really something gonna... ridiculous. Yeah. So she tries to run up the stairs. She gets up the stairs. She goes into her room. She's looking around the room. It's quiet. And then this is where Freddie, you know, jumps through the mirror at her. Mm -hmm. So, fun fact, Wes Craven was the first to use a breakaway mirror when Freddie breaks through the mirror jumping after Nancy. Cool. So, I'm going to, I think I need to pause on that too because I think I just went pretty far ahead a little bit maybe. But you're already in the jail, so I don't know what you had after the jail for your movie, so I'm just going to wait. I got lots. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to pause. Because we are offing the characters, right? So yeah. now we're whittling away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with our little our little tomato knives. With our little tomato knives. And uh, so some of them have already passed on. And now, <laughs> now it's like Quentin and Nancy's chance to join forces and try to figure out what the fuck's going on, right? right. So, um... They did some research together at the library. It was a library. <laughs> no one does that. They did. And they weren't checking out books. They were sitting there reading them. Yes. So, um, you know, Quentin, who's also familiar with Fred, okay? Right. He's also, of course, one of the guys that, one of the one of the teenagers having these dreams. Um, he was reading up, and uh, they compare Freddy in this to um, the Grimm's fairy tale story, The Pied Piper. Luring oh, all the kids out of town, yeah. and the parents get wicked pissed, and all that good stuff. So yep. I thought that was kind of neat. So when they're sharing, like, when they're having, spending time together, and you know Quentin has, like, a huge rager. He's like, oh, oh yeah. finally, I get to hang out with Nancy. Too bad we're, like, trying to stay alive. Yeah. But if I knight in shining armor her, maybe she will shining armor my knight. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're hanging out. We find Quentin has ADHD. So he's Great. been on Adderall or whatever the version the movie was allowed to use since he was 15. Yeah. So he tries to share it with Nancy, um, you know, just to stay awake because they're yeah. both like sitting at the library smacking themselves and, like weirdos. Why, why would you go? <laughs> I couldn't go to a library if I was already tired because I would fall asleep. Well, you have to love to read. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I listen. I don't read. <laughs> so we're basically just built. The, the, the groundwork is being laid for this tag team, like I said, relationship that Quentin and Nancy are going to have up against Freddie. Um, during this time, they're also finding that their parents have hid from them a lot of details about their childhoods. Mm -hmm. So we come to find that 
Um, you know how, remember when I said Chris saw a picture of her and Jesse at Jesse's funeral? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, at Dean's funeral? Dean. Jimmy first, Dean. Yeah, Jimmy Dean sausage. <laughs> um, so she saw this picture and was like, I don't think I knew him when I was little. What's going on with that? Nancy and Quentin are starting to, like, you know, poke their parents and being like, you told us we didn't know each other, but they find a picture from a preschool where they're all in this picture together. Oh. Yeah. Nancy's mom's like, I'll piss. Why'd you go through our records? Yes. I was trying to hide this from you. Because Nancy's saying, why'd you lie to me? And her mom's saying, I was trying, I never wanted you to know about this time in your life. Nancy's like, what are you talking about? So, laying some more groundwork, right? Um, find that these characters went to preschool together and that the preschool had a gardener named Fred uh, and he just adored them. Oh and no. so here's the thing. Um, I know where yours is leading. Well, kind of what, what happens is in, in a dream sequence, um, that I believe it's Quentin has, um, Quentin finds out. Oh, I, I know what it is. Um, Quentin has a dream sequence with Freddy. So Quentin is all, not only emo, he's on the swim team. Oh, so he has to do his laps. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me guess. The pool's dark. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When he comes up out of the water, he's in a dream sequence in like this creepy, um, industrial, looks like a big, like steel, like deserted steel mill. Right? Right. Big place. And he's in this pool of gross water. And he comes up and is like, what in the world? He's even got his goggles on and everything. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> so he hops out. Being safe. Yep. For he that. hops out and he sees Fred, the human, running down through this big space, right, for his life. And he sees a car chasing him. And it's the car of angry parents. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. Because what the children did was told their parents Freddie was doing some inappropriate things. Right. They told the parents that. Yeah. Quentin gets to see Freddie get killed by the parents oh. in his dream sequence. And the entire time, Freddie's screaming, I didn't do anything. What are you chasing me for? I had nothing to do. You're wrong. And he sees Freddie get burned alive. And when Quentin snaps out of it, he wakes up and immediately tells Nancy, we fucked up. We told our parents that this guy did something terrible to us, and he didn't. So now they're like, oh, shit. No well, wonder. No, he's pissed. He's pissed. Rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So they're kind of, like I said, this is when they're they're doing all of this, like, they're finding these things out. And they're also trying to find out, you know, like, well, how are we connected? And, and you know, how are we going to battle this dude that, you know, we can't not sleep for abs? <laughs> uh, so in their research, they're finding out about micro naps that you'll fall, you'll fall asleep while you're awake and you'll start to really hallucinate and have real dreams while you're awake um, just because your bod needs to yep. shut down eventually. Absolutely. Um, and in Nancy's research, she, the only reason I bring this up is because it's a cameo and it's so good. Uh, there's a brief cameo of a guy, she's researching her classmates, right? The ones in the, the preschool yeah. picture. And almost all of them have died of weird circumstances. Yeah. So she finds a YouTube video online of this guy by searching the name from this preschool picture and a YouTube video comes up and he's like, I'm having these weird dreams and I don't know what to do. And he's talking to his little video, you know, his little yeah. YouTube audience. And it is, um, Oh, I don't know if I have his name written down. He, he plays Chewy in Friday the 13th, uh, the remake, which is another remake. I love. Oh, I've never seen. Oh, you will. Of course. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so again, just to kind of, 
go back, they're, they're researching all of this. Right. Um, and there's no takesies backsies on the murder of an accused child molester in this tale. No. Like, Freddie's pissed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cut to my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, Quentin's out of Adderall. Oh, Bummer. Great. He's definitely going to need more in order to continue said research, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also maybe his life. So yes, I would say life. They stop by a drugstore, and Quentin's there to fill up his prescription, right? Nancy's sitting in the car waiting for him. She's having micro naps. She slips into a dream real quick. Freddie rips the door off the cars real cool. Oh. Um, she burns herself with the car cigarette oh, okay. lighter to uh-huh. keep awake. Yeah. And I told you she was a little emo. Uh, so... <laughs> Two birds, one stone. <laughs> so um, she goes into the drugstore where Quentin's fighting with the pharmacist to try to refill his prescription of yeah. Adderall. And uh, you start to hear, what's the song called? I love it. I'm getting goosies and I'm so excited. Um, all I have to do is dream. <gasps> no. So that starts playing by That's the called- Everly Brothers. Yes. Um, so that starts to play and then the lights start to kind of go on and off, on and off. And you know she's fucked. You know yeah. what I mean? So then she, um, falls, how does this work? She is startled, trips, falls backwards in the aisle and looks behind her and she sees Freddie like coming at her in bursts. No, 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 no. Like slow bursts. No, I don't like that. Oh, but you would. No. It's okay. So he's coming at her and then like she's backing up on the ground, right? Frantic. And it's flashing from drugstore to boiler room, drugstore to boiler room. And he's scraping the nail. Ah, Right? I hate it. As he's scraping his nails and then flings to like make the sound and like do like, you know. Yeah. And then he actually ends up slicing her arm really badly. When he does that, all kinds of like products fall off the drugstore shelf. Like it's so weird because he's like a physical presence without being there because this other shit's happening. So, anywho, Nancy's bleeding in, like, a fucking CVS, you know, aisle somewhere, Walgreens. Uh, And so, Quentin hears this and is like, oh, snap, you're hurt. We need to get you to the hospital. So, they book it. Um, They go to the hospital. Nancy's mom shows up and um, is about to sign Nancy's life away. You know, being like, well, put her under so you can take care of her. Right. Because Nancy's having a shit bit. Yep. All the parents do that in these movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It happens in this one, too. They're like, go to sleep. You're good. Yeah. Um, You need sleep. You need sleep. And then the only other thing I wanted to say that'll kind of make me get to, I think, almost where you're at-ish, as close as we're gonna, is um, Quentin is like a klepto and has ADHD. He steals <laughs> adrenaline from a hospital cart. Just pockets it real quick. Like, straight up like an adrenaline shot for someone oh, ODing. Yeah, like ODing or like, I don't know what else you would use those for. But right? yeah, it doesn't matter. So he steals Nancy from the hospital. Like, the mom comes back in from about, you know, signing the papers. She came in from her last drink. Yeah, I'm just yeah, using Right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm just standing from the bar. Like, let's wrap this up before, before last call. Um, so the mom comes back in to be like, bye, Nance. Just want to let you know I signed your life away. Nancy's gone. So is Quentin. They've got some uh, adrenaline with them. Right. And they're running on whatever's left in them that's natural. Um, they book it in Quentin's car. And they're on their way to the preschool um, oh. because they feel like, based on their dreams and what they've been seeing and hearing, that they're going to find the rest of the answers there. Holy shit. So a lot going on. Holy, that is a lot. Yeah. But that is terrifying. And I, the reason I probably reacted the way I did, specifically about the scene that I can understand why you love it so much, when Freddie's coming at you slowly. So it's almost, okay, so 
I have a side story. Dave and I went to one of our many trips to Philly. Mm-hmm. Was, we always go in October. That's usually when we go. Mm-hmm. And we decided to go to the East State Pen- Penitentiary. Oh, it's so cool. And last minute, too. We didn't even plan it. Bought tickets. It was like a haunted house, like the whole thing, yeah. right? We didn't go for the actual tour. We wanted to. We'll do that some other day. But we went for a haunted house. Definitely terrifying. Scary. Mm-hmm. Got to drink in Al Capone's uh, cell, too, which was really cool. That's awesome. That's a whole other thing. But, um, so the reason that I was, like, freaking out is because I've had something like that happen to me in this haunted house. (laughs) So, there's a part in this haunted house where you're walking down a big corridor. Mm -hmm. And you have cells on either side of you that are, like, like, they're closed, but they're open, obviously. You know that there's nobody in there, but you don't. Your mind's playing tricks on you. Yeah. The whole room is dark, okay? The only thing that's going is a fog machine very heavy fog machine yeah. throughout the whole corridor it's just nothing but smoke and the strobe light that's off in the distance yeah but it's just doing the blink blink yeah blink blink so that whenever somebody moves really quickly they have enough time to get to you so we're at one end mm-hmm. and we see this figure on the other end <laughs> and the figure is just wearing from what i could tell it was a female i was right later but from what I could tell immediately, it was a female with a, a definitely like a long dress on, mm-hmm. long scraggly hair, mm-hmm. like the ring kind of hair, yeah. but not in her face. But the worst part was, I just kept grabbing Dave and I said, she's getting fucking closer. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, she's not. And he goes, oh shit, yes, yeah, she is. And then out of fucking nowhere, she must have like at one point ran when yeah. the light was black and she was smack dead right in my face. No. And I went, Wah! like really loud. And I said, okay, 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 okay. And the people love me at Haunted Houses, like the actors, because I, I, you can, like, I make it fun for them because I'm like, okay, I see you, I see you, I get it. I know you're there. Don't touch me. Okay, don't come near me. I see you. You're going to jump out. I see you. But it was out of all the haunted houses that we've ever gone to in my entire life. Yeah. That was the one because it's not like it's acting, mm-hmm. but like she was, it was, ju- it was just her in that hallway. Ugh. It was just her. Ugh. There was nothing else. There was no sound. There was no music. There was no chainsaws. There was, it was just, ugh. No. So that's why whenever you start telling me about Freddie, I was like, I know. No, stop. I know what you're talking about. I know what it feels like. I've been <laughs> so there. Good. I've been there. I'm not going to be able to watch that scene. <laughs> so, okay. So I think we are pretty much caught up. But something that's similar. So we're really not. We're caught up. But I'm going to kind of just tell my side. Because yeah. obviously Nancy in, in the OG has a similar experience with having to go to sleep. Yeah. So, you know, we uh, get to... Which I did skip this part as I'm reading this, and I'm just going to mention it really fast. Rod does get hung in the cell. Yes. So Rod does get, which it was actually a really cool, unique scene to take, like, the sheets up and around his neck and then just pull them up. So Freddie does hang him in his cell, uh, which sucks. So they're at his funeral, you know, uh, everybody's at Rod's funeral. Very similar to Jimmy Dean, but not. Um, But they already knew each other, so I guess it's a little different. Mm -hmm. But they're all at, you know, uh, uh... Rod's funeral, and then afterwards, you know, uh, Nancy's dad and Nancy's mom are talking, you know, they put her in the car, and, you know, he's like, I want you to get her home, make sure she gets lots of rest, and Nancy's like, or uh, Marge, you know, the mom was like, I'm going to do something better than that, I'm going to get her some help. Yeah. Yeah, she thinks she's really helping. Yeah. So, oh, great, you're going to make her fall asleep, so she takes her to a sleep clinic, 
you know, Marge takes her to a sleep clinic and they're going through all this stuff. They put her to sleep and she's starting to go through her REM cycle. And then, you know, she starts having these terrible, terrible dreams and it's her and Freddie. And they kind of battle for a minute. Uh, that part's a little fuzzy. I must not have paid attention very well. But either way, they battle for a minute. And then Nancy brings back Freddie's hat yeah. from her dream, yeah. which is really cool. And her hair is a little bit gray. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting to me because I guess that's just like, is that supposed to be... Like, when her hair comes back gray, I never fully understood, at least in my mind, I feel like the reason that that's happening is because he's killing her a little bit. Is it is that why? Or is it because maybe she was gone longer than she thought she was and she's aging? Like, I'm not sure why her hair turns gray. I think it's fright. Yeah? I, I think. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to get through is okay. that she's just scared shit. You know, she's yeah. scared so badly. Yeah. That her know? hair is turning white. That yeah. makes sense. So... You know, and now we're seeing that, you know, Nancy's mom has put bars on her windows. <laughs> like, what the hell? Lockdown with March time. Yeah, lockdown with March time. Uh, she's going to keep you safe. <laughs> and so this is where we learn about Freddie on our end. Yeah. So, uh, brief disclaimer to our listeners. Jill kind of already touched on it, but I'm going to read a paragraph. It's nothing super crazy. It's not super detailed. But, like, for anybody that might be triggered by any type of molestation period, it, I'm going to mention it just briefly. And kind of go into it. So if this does bother you, maybe just skip a smidge. Um, so just a fact. I did not label it as a fun fact because it's not. <laughs> but in the original script, Freddie was a child molester. Which in its own right, which we, you kind of started alluding to. that in the, Which in the remake, I read opposite, which I'm about to say. So however the decision was made to change him into being a child murderer to avoid accusations of exploiting a series of child molestations in California around the time of production. Wow. Which is really shitty and really gross. Yeah. Um, he was rewritten as a child molester in the 2010 remake starring Jackie, Jackie Earl Haley. Mm -hmm. So, which we can get into. So, uh, but yeah, I thought that that was something important to mention because, you know, they don't, I always thought, never watching any of those movies prior to this, I always thought that he was a molester. So yeah. that's why I was like, oh, well, in this one, they're just talking about him being a child murderer. Mm -hmm. So that was that. But, um, you know, this is now, uh, way to go, Marge. You took his fingers. You took his finger knives. Yeah. So, like, she goes down, takes Nancy creepily down into the basement of the home. <laughs> and says, come, I want to show you something. That's where I keep them. <laughs> <laughs> I keep Freddie down here. <laughs> So no wonder he's trying to get into the house and everything. She has an item of his, just like she has his hat now, right? Uh, something I know that they didn't get the same. Is she not heard of Annabelle? I, like, I why guess, would she I keep that knickknack around? Oh, that movie. Oh. <laughs> it's stupid. Oh, I hate it. I don't care. I hate it. No, so, um, so yeah, she has it. She starts to go into like I don't think I need to explain. It's something very similar that you know they found out in in this version that you know. Freddy Krueger was a uh, this child murderer, and he killed all these children and done all these horrible things. So all these parents decided they were going to be vigilantes and go find him and burn him to death, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she said that she took his, his finger knives for whatever reason. She thought that was a good idea. And he can't hurt you now. Everything's okay. And yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. And um, well, then we just get to Glenn. But I do want to talk about Glenn's beautiful belly shirt. <laughs> the number 10. The number 10. Yeah. I love his belly shirt. I yep. will say that Nancy is scary when she is mad and ready to kill. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a little creepy when she's on the phone with them as their neighbors. They can talk to each other over, yeah. the, over the phone. And, 
I would like to know why she doesn't in that moment while they're on the phone with each other. Why does she not tell Glenn about what her mom just told her? That's pretty important. Oh, yeah. She doesn't say jack shit. She's just like, you're going to do this. We're going to kill this guy. It's going to be great. I know nothing else. I never even thought about that. She I, never says anything about it. Maybe she's just trimming the fat until they get through it. And then she's I, like, by the way. By memo. the way. Maybe, although maybe back in the back of her mind, she's like, if I tell him this, he's not going to believe me. Or he might be even more scared knowing what's And then he's going to dream about yeah. him even more. Yeah. Could yeah. be. Uh, yeah, then, you know, uh, the Mars drinking in the hallway, that happens. And then I, I did say I would too if that was happening in life. Um, Glenn's dad is a jerk. We learned that really quick that she, <laughs> you know, she wants to, especially whenever he's standing there out on the front porch, she's drinking his beer and he's just staring up at Nancy's window, which by the way, unacceptable. Weird. Uh, very strange. But he's just standing there and he's telling his wife, you know, Glenn's mom, I don't like that girl and I don't want Glenn talking to her anymore. She's really strange. And all this stuff, right? And then she tries to call him and she can't call him because uh, uh, Glenn's, you know, sorry, Nancy's, Nancy tries to call Glenn to tell him like, okay, this is it. I can't get over to you because the bar's in the window. My mom's drinking out the hall and yeah. sloshed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go pour my mom another shot. I have to go help my mom right now. So, you know, he hangs, he tells her, like, you can't talk to her, te- can't talk to him right now, and then leaves the phone off the hook. Yeah. So we're like, great. The Wonderful. dreaded off the hook. Yep. Ooh. So a couple other quick fun facts before we yeah. get into good old Glenn's death. Ugh. I mean, this isn't, this is going to be what I'm about to see. You'll see. So... This was cool. And I went back after I read this. I went back at, to that scene and rewound it just so I could hear this. Yeah. So an omen that Johnny Depp's character is about to die occurs as he is lying in bed listening to his radio. The broadcaster announces it's midnight and you're listening to station KRGR. KRGR is Kruger without the vowels. I love that. Goosebumps. Isn't that Immediate so fun? freaking goosebumps. It was so good. It was they, so good. In um, Freddy vs. Jason, there's a news channel, and it's KRGR. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. It's like a little fun fact. And then, you know, obviously, you know, the big death scene. This is the biggest death scene in the whole entire movie. So fun fact about the death scene. This I thought was insanely interesting. <laughs> So, for the blood geyser sequence when Glenn is killed, the filmmakers used the same revolving room set that was used for Tina's death. They put the set so that it was upside down and attached the camera so that it looked like the room was right side up. Then they poured gallons of red water, and then it says the red came from food coloring. Normal movie blood couldn't create the right effect for the geyser. So, they poured gallons of red water into the room by pumping it down through the bed. The room itself was to be turned was to was to be turned as the blood flowed, but it was turned in the wrong direction. So instead of the blood gushing out of the bed and then splashing down the walls, it gushed out of the bed and on and out of the room through the open door where the camera and equipment was, which ex- with exposed wires and electrical sockets. The power on the set went out, but no one was injured. On the DVD commentary, Wes Craven remarks that the room spinning that the room spinning the wrong way was like a Ferris will from hell. The blood was water mixed with food coloring. The scene was partly inspired by the elevator scene in The Shining. Oh, I like that. Very cool. And over 500 gallons of fake blood were used during filming. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Which I wanted to go back and this is just another uh, research uh, 
mistake on my end is that I wanted to go back and listen to episode one where you talk about the fake blood in episode one because we thought it was such a big deal. But I think it was, I don't know how much fake blood was used in uh, Reanimator. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but I remember shoot. you and I were like, "Wow, that's a lot of blood." Because we so compared like, it to curious. Evil Dead, which yes. is just insane. Yes, like an insane. Yes. Well, it was the remake of Evil Dead we, right. that I haven't brought up. But yeah, right. I know. I wonder what the difference is. I don't know. Have to go back and look. Yeah, little homework action. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, anyways, that is the that's like the big big death scene right there. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know we're getting close to the uh, at least for me we're getting close to the ending. Ooh. So. So what else do you have? Um, so I, uh, I, we left off with... like, it's done. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. Quentin becomes a preschool teacher and everything's over. (laughs) He's really pouty, though. He teaches all the kids to emote way too much. He's like, come listen to those bright eyes and out with me. Um, so... We had left off with Quentin and Nancy being on their way to Bat. It's actually called, I should have mentioned, Batum Preschool. B-A-D-H-A-M. Batum. That sounds awful. Yeah. Sounds bad. Yeah. Sounds like bad. Bad Bad preschools. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's how it's spelled. Every time I look at it, I'm like, bad ham. That's the worst. So, (laughs) should have gone Isley's. Um, isn't that the chip top chip top? I have no idea. I'm I just, do love chip top. No, I'm making chip top tam. No sense. Chip tam. Chip tam. Mm. So, so they're going to the preschool. Yeah. Um, Quentin jabs himself in the leg with a shot of adrenaline. Of he does. Nancy's like, I'm still good from burning myself with the car uh, yeah. cigarette lighter, so I'm good for now. Um, I'm natural adrenaline, right? So they get to the preschool. They do a little B and E, little B and E, because what they're trying to find is um this uh, repressed this place that was a repressed memory, okay, or a suppressed memory, repressed, whichever. Suppressed. suppressed. I believe it's suppressed mm. because you're so. Su- yeah, you're. You're suppressing it, like, down. Like, you're, you're, I hope I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way, it's a (laughs) fucked up memory that they tried to forget. So, they're trying to find um, a place from their memories that they called it Freddy's Cave. So, um. I can't stop picturing him crawling down the aisle, so it's okay. Yeah, oh, well. Yeah. Great. So, they uh, are in the basement of the preschool, and they find this place where Freddy used to take children right keep in mind quentin and nancy at this point are like oops sorry fred we didn't mean to totally lie about you and blow up your spot and get you murdered by our parents because they're still under the impression right that freddie didn't actually do anything wrong because of quentin's dream Mm. so Mm -hmm. they find the the cave right that's what freddie called it um in real life and they find that um the stack of photos um Quentin sees sitting there and he starts looking through them and Nancy turns around and looks at him and she's like, what is that? What do you have? And I mean, it's like a seriously, like a huge baseball card collection size stack of Polaroids. And Quentin says, you don't want to see them. And she said, well, what is it? And he says, it's you. (gasps) Yeah. So come to find Freddie really was a total like, uh, pervert. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Quentin having seen only that part of the dream, you know what I mean? Yeah, like his he dream, didn't. he didn't have anything else to go by, he didn't know. Yeah. So uh so it does turn out that Freddie was a huge creep. 
um, to provoke a response from the actors in that scene when they're flipping through the photos. Um, they were, it was actually a stack of Polaroids of pictures of little girls, like normal. Right. Chilling. Yeah. Um, mixed with real Polaroids taken from medical surgeries. <gasps> yeah. So, Ew. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So, mm, um. And Quentin has this really cool line. In fact, my arm hair is standing up, you oh, may no. notice. Um, but it's just neat. It's the realization. And he says, he's not after us because we lied. He's after us because we told the truth. Oh, yeah. I got goosies. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, um, I feel like this would be actually a pretty good spot to bounce back to you, possibly, because it's about to be... Uh, girlfriend gonna save the day and go in after Freddy. Right. So, For me, anyway. You know, and you're right. So, and I, mine might end very quickly because my notes are very short. Yeah. Because it goes pretty quickly. Yeah. So, uh, I do have to say that, so yeah, Nancy in the OG version does, like, after, after Glenn's death, you know, she's handling it very well, by the way, I have to say, if my boyfriend was just murdered and I didn't know how but I just know that he's gone I, I'm pretty sure that oh and one other thing I wanted to mention too is that whenever uh uh Nancy tries to call Glenn and then the phone you know it's the <laughs> beeping and then she rips it out of the wall and she's like oh shit what am I supposed to do now can we just say that house phones were already annoying enough but now it's ringing without being connected and then whenever he she picks up the phone <laughs> again to like hear it because it's ringing without it being connected she picks it up and it's freddie's disgusting tongue through the phone like slips her oh, little tongue so gross love it so that's just disgusting so i forgot about that little part but either way so moving forward so she starts to like plan ahead that she's gonna go get him and she tells her dad like you have to be here in 20 minutes yeah I, this lost me smidge here too, but she tells her dad, like she talks to him and says, you have to be here in 20 minutes. I don't care what happens. Just whatever you hear or see, just make sure you're here in 20 minutes and I'm going to bring him out. And she's like, what are you, what the fuck are you talking about? And so she starts setting up booby traps. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, the booby traps take longer than 20 minutes, but <laughs> I'm just going to let it slide. She it's pulls a Kevin McAllister in home. Did Funny that say? you just said that, because I said booby traps, scary version of Home Alone, <laughs> like the scary version of Home Alone. They are like the most efficient booby trap extremely, setters. Extremely, <laughs> extremely. And then I said, but like also she said 20 minutes and that alone would take well over that. Yeah. So she's obviously going to go uh, look for Kruger and try to bring him back and get him. And then uh, I do love how there's like this... You know, she goes to find him, something very similar to what you just kind of talked about. She goes looking for him in her dream, and she's down in a boiler room, and, you know, I think from what I remember, she does see, like, definitely different artifacts from different people mm -hmm. that he's killed, right? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. There's just random stuff everywhere, yeah. and, like, it's very, I mean, obviously it's very dirty and dingy, but she finds Glenn's headphones and they're just yes. like covered in blood and she just drops it like, Oh fuck. Like I didn't need to see that. Mm -hmm. Still handles herself very well. You know, kind of does the, uh, I know what you did last summer move where she's like, what, what is it? Where are you? <laughs> like screaming at him. And you know, he finally comes and I think that they have like a bit of a chase scene, like mm -hmm. through the boiler room. And then, you think that she almost brings him back and then she's sitting on the bed and she's like, I'm losing my damn mind. What is wrong with me? And then he just, when he hops behind her from the bed, yeah. I'm like, oh, like I did. I jumped. I jumped the first time I watched it. I thought that was awesome. But she does bring him back. Mm -hmm. And then 
she she locks them in her bedroom and she's got all of her booby traps. She locks them in the bedroom, in her bedroom, runs out into the hallway on the second floor, opens the window and starts screaming out to the neighbors because everybody, the police and everything are all over at Glenn's house. Mm-hmm. Starts screaming like, get my dad, get my dad. And then freaking what's his face, Sheriff Burke from Scream. Uh, it's like, what? What's going on? What do you need? <laughs> even though, even though Mr. Thompson previously said, I don't care. I need you to go stand out there and watch the house. Whatever happens, if something weird happens, just go take care of it. Yeah. He's like, what do you need? I was given strict orders just to stand here and look like a bumbling idiot, but it's fine. <laughs> so I love how she's like, go get my dad, you asshole. <laughs> she does. She does. Exactly. She calls a grown up an asshole. She does. She's so, as I said, when, when Nancy gets angry, man, she gets a little scary. Yeah. So... You know, she, she, he gets out of the room, she starts to run downstairs, but he gets out of the room, but he gets hit with the, the mallet, she creates the mallet, like mm-hmm. when he opens the door, and then she, something happens where whatever booby trap she has, she has like the gunpowder and the light bulb, and that explodes, now he's on fire. Yeah. And so, somehow at one point, she pushes him down the stairs of the basement, or he chases her down, he chases her. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not where he catches on fire. He just blows up. Excuse me. Let me back up. The light just explodes and, and kind of like startles him. Yeah. She runs into the basement to get away from him. Yes. And then when she gets down into the basement, she runs around to the side and then s- puts the lighter fluid or something on him. Yeah. And then throws like the lighter, like the, not the lighter. Maybe. I don't know what she throws, but she lights him on fire. Yeah. Then... Uh, creepy Freddy's growling and insane, you know, screaming at her and runs up the stairs. She closes the basement door and that's when, now that's when they break in. Mm-hmm. Sheriffs and everybody finally break in. They come inside. She's like, he's here. He's here. They go down to the basement. He's down in the basement. She comes up and she goes around and you see fiery footprints going. They're like the cutest Yeah, footprints. they are so tiny and so cute. <laughs> So the the tiniest, cutest little Freddy footprints going up the <laughs> stairs to the bedrooms, and here's where this was just this was weird for me. Sounds like it may have lost you twice. It didn't. It, it, lost, it didn't lose me because I was like, <laughs> okay, this is like a this is a horror movie. So like, I have to sometimes tell myself that like I get lost. I feel like at least I hope I feel like on like actual practical things. Like, yeah. But this lost me in a different way, but not that I didn't like it. So, Freddy's on top of Marge. Yeah. All on fire. Yeah. And, you know, Mr. Thompson and Nancy run in, and he smothers Freddy, and then pulls the covers away, and Freddy's not there. And then Marge just disappears into this (laughs) bye-bye, bye-bye into the blue bed mist. I just, I... Yeah. And she's all a skeleton and burnt to smithereens. And I feel like everybody handles it just really well. Like, they're like, well, I mean, she kind of had a problem. So, yeah, maybe that they're was... They're like, this is going to save us a bundle. Yeah. And, you know, fees. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say like, she took off to, everyone just handled to be a drunk in, in, so in, well. in Florida. I, Naples. I, Naples. She, she went to there. Naples. With all the retirees. And, uh, yeah, so I thought that part was just kind of strange. And then, yeah. I'm pretty sure that he, he, she closes, she closes the door and says, I just need a minute. Mm-hmm. And then Freddie pops up again. Nancy stands up to him and 
she's pretty much standing up to her fears at that point, showing him that she's no longer weak. She's not scared of them. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's like, he just disappears. Like, yeah. Freddy's gone. You're like, yay. Mm-hmm. It's such a happy ending. It's so good. Yeah, he's gone. And then, you know, we think it's all good. Nancy beat him, but Nancy is still dreaming. Right. And then the car gets her and kills, and then, you know, Marge is dead. <laughs> Again. Marge, I know, poor Marge. She dies twice. She dies a couple times. But the car does, they did mention, like, I think they mentioned something about the make of the car, and I wasn't interested because it wasn't anything special. I was waiting for them to be like, it's the same car that they have in Christine. I was hoping you'd say uh, that. Yeah, back to episode two. Uh, so, I can't believe I remembered that. I actually that forgot good. that that was episode two. But either way, so, but yeah, they the only thing that they did mention, obviously, in the special, like, not special effects, but in, like, some of the fun facts is that obviously whenever the roof comes up and over, it's the green and red sweater color, mm-hmm. and then they drive away, and, you know, the little girls are jump roping outside and singing the Freddy song, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, when Marge gets sucked through the, the window, <laughs> the window, though, that is pretty intense. It's awesome. The way that she just goes, whoosh, right through, right through. She's like a little blow and then that's 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 all Freddie has to say about that in the 1984 version. Wow, wrapped it up with a bow, right? All the bubby traps, and yeah, everything. all the bubby traps, yeah, the buzzy traps, all the buzzy traps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I uh, well, I'll uh, I'll I'll follow. Obviously, yeah. Um. So. We had left off with Nancy, my Nancy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's about to go uh, into a dreamlike state to grab Freddy as well and bring him out. Because it did follow the same, you yeah. know, theme as, like, we can pull him out of here. In fact, some of them, I forgot to mention, during that drugstore scene that you love so much, um, <laughs> she pulled a part of his sweater off and brought it out with her. So that yeah. was when they had their realization. So, anywho... Um, at this point, Nancy and Quentin look like Aiden in the ring. Oh, God. <laughs> they look like just the right amount of sleep deprivation along with some strung outedness. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Nancy lays down, they kiss, right? They have a Aww. little, in case, you know, they die. <laughs> so, <laughs> may as well Always. one last make But don't have sex, because then you will die. Right. No, That's no, no. Role. They just kissed, and yeah. it was very, you know, uh, PG. 16-year-old. Yes. Yes. So, um... Nancy's laying down, getting ready to, to peace out into his sleep to go get Fred. Um, Quentin's preparing for Nancy's return with Freddie, and he breaks off the blade of a paper cutter. Do you fucking remember paper cutters from when you were in elementary school? Fuck yeah. And They're how dangerous and heavy. And dangerous they are? Yes. Incredibly dangerous. I used to try to put as many pieces in there as I could at once and try to cut them all at once and hope to God that it worked. Well, regar- I was a terrible child. Regardless of the age range, they're dangerous. Yes. Uh, seriously, swear to God, five years ago, I had to go around my office and collect the staplers from grown adults because they were accidentally hurting themselves. Are you and yet teachers serious? teachers would let us just go, yeah, cut your paper at the paper cutter. At the paper shredder. Yeah, paper You can't hurt yourself. Yes, you can. Scariest thing I've ever seen. So yeah. Quentin breaks the blade off of yeah. that and is like, come get some of her. Yeah. So Nancy falls asleep. Um this is intense. Oh so, no. Yeah. So this is my one of my favorite parts. And it's, like, not okay that it's a favorite part of mine. Like, totally but just like, want to say, I just want to preface, yeah, it's not okay that I like this. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that you prefaced it. There's a lot of therapy I need to do. That's about me. Not your business. So, <laughs> so, um, homage alert. Again, um, during Nancy's dream 
sequence now when she's hunting for Freddy, she's back at her house. Okay. okay. She's going to run um, up the stairs. No sticky stairs for her. Sinky hallway instead. Oh, okay. So she gets up the stairs and Freddy's following her, but then she falls into what looks like a pool of blood as a hallway. So oh. she's trying to, like, go through that. She actually makes this, like, pose that, like, straight up looks like it's right out of Creep Show too. But that's another thing. Um... <laughs> You'll see. I'll see someday. So, another homage alert. Um, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, oh, okay. So, another homage alert. While she's in the pool of blood trying to get down the hallway, um, she ends up falling down through the floor. And they make the blood effect coming from the ceiling onto the bed look like oh, Glenn's demise. Oh, yeah. So, kind of reverse effect. Um, which is pretty cool. And then when Nancy comes down from that, you'll say like a blood cloud, if you will, yeah. when she fell through the floor. Yeah. Um, when she falls down, she's wearing like a baby girl uh, outfit. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's wearing a little dolly dress, basically. Yeah. She falls onto a bed, okay? And you see her laying there and she's like, what the hell? And then you hear... <gasps> real loud on the door and you look over and Freddie's just standing there looking at her and he's wrapping his knives on uh, the doorway and I'm like well I have a boner uh, which is again not okay not okay not okay um so he's staring at her and in that moment I have a crush on Freddie and it gets me every time and that's not the only time I have a crush on him like I'm like if you were ever gonna look at me I hope he looks at me that way because he's looking at her like something and I, like want, something. Him, I want him to feel the same way about me um, so he goes over to Nancy, um, tells her she's always been his favorite. Oh. And then, um, he is gonna, he is gonna kill her. Like, he's ready. Like, he's, he's done fucking around. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's gonna off Nancy. And he's wound up and she grabs him. And, uh, Quentin actually had been trying to wake her already because she was showing signs of struggle. Well, luckily, Quentin saved some adrenaline. Oh, God. And his little tubey. Because he just jams that shit right in her heart and breaks her out of her sleep and Freddy's there and Quentin goes into, I'm going to totally be your boyfriend and get laid after this moment. Yeah. Right? So he starts battling Freddy. So Freddy's pissed because he's already battled Quentin. He's like, why won't you fucking die? He says that to him. And I'm like, that's awesome. That reminds me of Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Um, Because Freddy says it to Jason. Yes. So, anywho. And that was a good scene. It was so good. So, um... Quentin's fighting him, Nancy's fighting, you know, Freddy also when she can, and then, um, she, Nancy actually, um, uses the blade to cut off, uh, Freddy's sexy hand, as oh, I'll call it. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. So, and then she finishes him off with, uh, the blade to the throat. Oh. So she does do that. Um, she busts out like a, it's because you're in my world now, bitch line oh, or something. I don't care for that's it. It's dumb. But it's another Freddy vs. Jason uh, little homage in yeah. my pin, so I always laugh at it. Um, so they finish, like I said, him off, and then her, you know, Nancy, and a bleeding from the everywhere Quentin, because it is crazy he's not dead. Like, yeah. He's pretty bad yeah. <laughs> at that point. Um, so they uh, scamper out of the preschool. They commit arson together by setting the building <laughs> on fire. Because they D&E, they arson, yeah. they destroy. Got yeah. It. I yeah. mean. Oh, murder. Yeah, the, I mean, it's, it's doable. The murder. couple that arsons together stays together. Right. Um, 
And that's the end. You just see them, you know, destroying the, basically the evidence. And if anyone found those bones in there, they'd be like, who in the world? What is this dreamlike dude? Dreamlike? (laughs) Like, what? What are they going to check dental records and be like, oh, it's Fred. And so we, we, he does. We understand. We got it. We We got got it. it. I think these kids really did it right this time. You know, like, what do you, like how, yeah. So, uh, and that's, that's it. Wow. And it ends with the credits start to roll, and you hear the Everly Brothers again, and I just love oh, it. Oh, that's cool. All I have to do is dream. <laughs> dream, dream, dream. We did better with Nobody is going to do that tonight. <laughs> You're all going to think of... So, I think that it's safe to say we can go into our reasonings uh, for our ratings. Yeah. And I kind of just put a couple blurbs in here. On mine, I actually typed mine out for once. Honestly, creepy, scary character. Flat out. Like, yeah. I'm I'm focused more on Freddy, and I think that I, I truly enjoyed watching this movie. I thought that it was really, I thought it was really well done. Freddy is one of those characters who you would truly fear him if he could pop into your dreams for real, like, in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's repulsive to look at and has a way of hiding himself in ways you don't realize it's him. Mm-hmm. So, like, the girl in the hallway, you know, thinking it's her hall pass, regardless, obviously, Nancy was dreaming. But, like, you know, just those little things that, like, you don't realize, like, you know, you think that you're talking or seeing a person that you know and that yeah. it's really him just disguising himself. I think it's brilliant for Wes Craven to come up with a scary story that can get you in your sleep. Yeah. everybody fucking needs it. You can't go without it. Um, and I just think that it's that perfect, terrifying combo of, like, doing something, making someone think about something that they can't escape necessarily very easily. Yeah. So, uh, that is, I know that has nothing to do with gore. If we want to talk about the gore factor part of it, as we are for for gore in general... I, I mean, it's disgusting. I mean, I think that the first movie has a shit ton of nasty, gory, bloody, you know, scenes that anybody would be like, ew. Yeah. That's gross. Right. Um, so that's my reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, wanted to, well, because I'm in the mm-hmm. remake position, right? Yeah. So just wanted to call out. I don't typically like remakes, but I try to give them all, you know, a fair shake. Maybe not all of them. I mean, ones that I was a fan of the original, I definitely try to give, you know, benefit of the the B of the D, if you will. And the B of the E. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I liked this even darker um, than the original as far as Freddy's characters. Um, There were no giggles with this guy. Mm Kind of liked that, even though I am a big fan, obviously, of Robert Englund's. Um, One thing is, I don't always like when people give me too much of a backstory in a remake. So I think of Rob Zombie's Halloween, Mm -hmm. where he, to me, explained so much about why Michael Myers was so pissy. Yeah. That I was like, okay, I don't need to know that his mom was, like, a stripper. I just, and that he had a bad childhood. Like, I I don't always want to see it because it's scarier to not know sometimes. More often than not, right? Um. So the the thing of that is, like, as far as how that relates to this movie is, although they do explain, they show, you know, Freddy's backstory, his connection to the characters that we, you know, fall in love with Quentin. Uh, (laughs) But at the same time, I don't feel beaten over the head by that backstory and those pieces. Yeah. The way that they worked them in, showing, like, flashbacks of Kruger's, like, crimes 
his being stalked by the parents and Quentin misinterpreting and thinking he really was innocent and yeah. like all these pieces. Um, I, I just really thought that it broke up the movie super well so that it wasn't just about emo dressed, beautiful teens chugging coffee to stay awake. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, overall really liked the story. I liked the characters a lot. Um, even really liked the score, which I don't typically pay attention to a lot, yeah. but you brought up the music earlier mm-hmm. um, from the original, which is so awesome. Yeah. And in this version, they use it, but it's a more of a, a melodic version yeah. of it, not just the piano. Um, so even just down to those those details, you know, I really enjoyed. Um, it's one of the few remakes that I really do like, but some of the CGI really irritated me. Yeah, um, and there was a lot of those fast paced jerky. Um, jump scares that they do a lot now, like rushing on the camera yeah. or like a quick turnaround or like it looks so surreal because they're fast. They're yeah. they're putting it on fast forward for you, which I get that that's the effect, but eh, it's not for me. Right. So those little pieces. Um, plus, I almost feel by liking this movie so much that I'm betraying Robert and Wes a little bit. I feel like I'm cheating on my men. Um, but those are just the tidbits. Yeah. Why I gave it what I did. Right. Do you want to tell me first what you rated? Yeah, I rated it two. 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 Yeah. Because it was... In the, so, a lot of different things other than what I said, but I mean, I do think that he... I think that he is... If I was to compare, and now I feel like I can, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm going with this as as part of my... Like, part of my, my score for this, since, since it is an OG. Mm-hmm. If I were to put him... And Michael and Freddie in a room together. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those are, like, the three... In my mind, those are, like, the three, like, main dudes that everyone's like, oh, that's that's Halloween, quote-unquote, right? Right. Okay? I would say Freddie would scare the shit out of me way more than the other two. Yeah. And I think it's just because he can get you so much, so much crazier. And he's just faster. And he's creepier. And just how he talks and how he moves mm. and how he... I mean, don't get me wrong, but see, Michael and, I'm sorry, I'm comparing different people, but, like, Michael and, and, and Jason are just mm-hmm. kind of, like, big, bumbling idiots. I mean, they're scary. <laughs> they're right. scary, but they're big, and they're bulky, and they just kind of, like, have these masks on, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, they're scary. Freddy's, it's, I thought he was awesome. So, yeah, it's a two. Nice. It's two thumbs. So, I did say earlier, you yeah. know, IMDB may have given it, like, a five point... I don't even know. Wait. Oh, wait. You have a different movie. 5.2. It's a 5.2. Jill gave it a 2 all day. Yay! Yay! Four for gore. Yeah, four for gore. Awesome. For these movies. I was waiting for you to say one. Really? I was. I did that on purpose. Yeah. 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 Because I wanted to let you know that I still do feel bad, uh, you know, liking this. Cheating on your your men. They do. Yeah. So, I'm glad, man. Four for gore. Yeah. All day long. That's awesome. On the original Nightmare on Elm Street versus the remake in 2010. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Cool. We'll be right back. Okay, everybody. All right. I am pulling up. Now's the big moment of truth. Big moment. Where we leave what movie we watch next yes to the random number generator gods which we are up to 77 movies still because somehow they keep growing but so the magic number is number 31 okay what's the movie (laughs) we're watching that everyone else has to watch (laughs) 
Okay. What is it, 31? Yeah. Oh, oh. I, remember, I remember those days. What? Oh. What is it? Cloverfield. <gasps> Cloverfield! Yes! Oh, yes. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a million years. I have not either since I think it's been out in theaters, so this is going to be... A little bit of a, a little bit of a, like a, a refresher for me. Cause I don't, I wouldn't say I don't remember it at all, but I don't fully remember it. Clovey. Where Clover. you can find Cloverfield for episode 11. 11. All the way to 11. <laughs> These go to at least 11. These go to at least 11. <laughs> so what we found is, um, it looks like maybe Hulu you can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it was on Netflix. That doesn't help anybody. And you said Amazon. Yeah, Amazon you Prime? can. Yeah, so you can rent. Uh, you can rent or or buy it on Prime Video, and then on Amazon, of course, you can just buy the Blu-ray or DVD. Um, and then it's also allegedly available on Showtime. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those are just a few places you can find it. I mean, those are just to help you all out if you want to watch the movie with with us, which we hope that you do because it makes it a lot more fun for you if you know what we're talking about. Or we'll just spoil the shit out of it. Yeah, I mean, we are the spoiler channel of horror movies. So we hope that you all are, you know, interested in watching the movie with us next time around. And other than that, I mean, you're our favorite our favorite strangers ever and always and we just love talking to y'all about this stuff and oh social medias yeah please don't forget that we are uh, on the ig and we're looking for new buddies to to talk with and uh well why don't you just go look at my new night or well my old you know 16 <laughs> year old nightmare on elm tree <laughs> oh, i can't talk anymore it's 10 30 i know it's late it's a school night on a thursday <laughs> Um, but you, yes, please follow, like, subscribe, please share us with buds. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at 4 for gore podcast. Twitter is the same. You could also email us at 4 for gore at gmail.com. How do you spell that though, Colleen? Mm, F-O-U-R-F-O-R-G-O-R-E at gmail.com. Look at my elbow. Yes. <laughs> Thank yes. you guys for stopping by and continuing to do so. We look forward to talking Clovey with you next time. It'll be awesome. Talk to you later. Bye, love you. <laughs> I mean it. Mm-hmm.